Well, hello there, dead and lovely listeners, and welcome to the only podcast that you're listening to right now. It's Dead and mm-hmm. Lovely, mm-hmm. here with the hostess of most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. Ooh, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about their 13 in ghosts? ghosts? Yeah. Question mark? You know what? They should have called it ghosts. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. There it is. Perfect. Yeah. That would be a really good title. It would have really been. good title. People have been like, oh shit. That sounds scary. How many? They couldn't even say the title without stuttering. It's that scary. Go, 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 It would have marketed itself, I'll tell you that. For sure. We're gonna be talking about this movie from what, two thousand and two thousand one. Two thousand and one. A space odyssey, a ghost odyssey. Yeah. All kinds of odysseys happening. Never (laughs) forget. Two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. But before we do that, we're gonna be slamming some cobiers, catching up, shooting the shit, hitting that preview palace, doing all kinds of good stuff. But if you just want to get on to the movie review to find out if you should watch (laughs) Thirteen Ghosts, (laughs) there's a timestamp for you down there in the podcast description. It is an entire genre of YouTube video. Just the cliff, the cliff notes of a movie. Yeah, you can go and watch. The cliff notes of 13 Ghosts, or just watch the fucking movie. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half. And a lot Not of the times, long. the video's explaining, like, ending explained or whatever. It's yeah. like 45 minutes. <laughs> just watch the goddamn movie. <laughs> It's not that hard. It's not. You can watch 13 Ghosts. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, Somebody should explain the ending of Thirteen Ghosts. So yeah, that that would be good. That actually. video should exist. <laughs> that does need to exist. Yeah. I just wonder how many people in 2022. Surely there's a way to like check the Google stats of mm. like how many people Googled should I watch Thirteen Ghosts today? Like, I, how many I'm people sure looked it up? Could find out. Thirteen Ghosts, good movie? Question. <laughs> <laughs> how many people are looking? I can't imagine it's it's under. 50,000. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's got to so. be about there. And some of them might be listening to today's installment. So I'm yeah, happy to have you guys off. here. They're like, why aren't they talking about the movie? <laughs> Get on with it already. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. To quote my favorite song yeah. by uh, early YouTube sensation band, Complete. Okay. Out there in Tennessee, it is hot as hell. It is, dude. Walking from... Uh, the place I parked under the bridge, not too far from your house. Where you Maybe. gave it away. Hey, I, I did. I gave mm-hmm. my life away. Wow. Yeah. How's that? For front, I don't, you know, it was enjoyable. Hippa-dippa-dippa? Hippa-dippa-dippa, I wow. said. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you ran here with yeah. your shirt off and your hair flowing behind yeah, you? Yeah, of course. I Very do good. that everywhere I go. Just take my shirt off and run like fucking With the crazy. blade hands. Yeah, he does the blade hands. He does, he man. Ketis just giving it to him. Remember when you were a kid and you like realized you could do that and it's like it made you feel like you were going faster somehow? Oh, it's because it does make yeah. you go faster. Like a more aerodynamic blade hands. I'm slicing through the air with yeah. my hands and running with my legs. But yeah, the walk is what? Like maybe two blocks? Something like and that. And I was... Sweating my ass off Turn by the time I got here. Old yeah. sweaty mess. Yeah. It is coming in full force summertime out there. I'm working up a sweat doing my newest uh, workout that I've added into my routine. Mm-hmm. It's a little thing called dog lifts. You ever heard of a dog lift? <laughs> nope. Man, it's really good. It'll, okay. it'll get you working out everything. You what know? you what you have to do is you have to have a large dog with terrible arthritis. Okay. 
and then she has to go out to the river and play around in the water and like sprain something Adorable. or irritate something. Uh-huh. Uh, so then she's a limpy mess. Mm. And then what you do is you haul her up and down the stairs like a sack of potatoes. Oh, yeah. Thankfully, she has lost a lot of weight, and yeah. I've gotten a lot stronger. Uh-huh. So it's not that bad, but, but it's she's still, still a, a big girl. Yeah. yeah, I mean she's like about seventy pounds mm-hmm. almost. Uh, so she has cut back. Thank God. Yeah. But damn, dude, it is a workout, especially in this heat. Yeah, I out bet. There, man, I Woo! can't imagine. How you been this week? Uh, good. Just uh, you know, uh, I said last week I've been keeping a kind of normal schedule on accident. Well, my brain said fuck that. Uh oh. Uh, for a couple days, and then was like, no, I'm gonna go back. It's it's not fun. You're my, out there in the daylight like the rest of us. It, my schedule is just like swinging back and forth. Um, but. I, I hope that I can continue to get up earlier because going to the gym earlier, there are fewer people, and I go. like that. I like that yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. I had the gym to myself on Memorial Day. That's awesome. It was great because I was like working out and working on my backup vocals uh-huh. like you do. Yep. And somebody came in the gym and just ruined it. Ruined. Fucking ruined yeah. it, man. I feel like you should just keep like singing your song or whatever if somebody Fuck walks it. in. I don't care if somebody's doing that. Take the bottle. Shake it up. Yeah. While you're pumping. Why not? I did, like, I'm, I've got my own headphones on. Yep. I'm barely hearing anything that's happening. Just fucking sing. Who fucking gives a shit? It. It's weird to me when people don't like, like, you know, grunting or something in the gym. It's like, I'm trying to lift a heavy fucking weight. Of course, I'm going to grunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a 20 pounder. This is a lot of fucking weight. Ugh, Ugh. There you go. Of course, I'm cursing yeah. at full blast. I'm doing something difficult. I definitely have... Uh, yelled fuck yeah. like while uh, doing a deadlift or fuck a squat. Like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> They're called fuck lifts mm-hmm. at that point. I'm pretty yeah. sure. It works. It does work. Mm-hmm. Just fuck the pain away. Fuck the pain away. Peaches yeah. said. So, yeah. you know. See, there's another one you could be singing in the gym. That's true. <laughs> Definitely might attract the wrong attention. Though. Maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a fucking busy week. This is one of those ones where I'm like, I can't believe I'm mm-hmm. done sitting in this chur doing a podcast again because the whole week is just damn all flown by. Yeah, you've been you've been uh, playing some rock and rock music. Been playing some rock to rock music. Mm-hmm. Did a little bit of that. Been teaching a bunch, man. Just all kinds of busyness and hectic stuff going yeah. on, and it don't show no signs of slowing down. You can't stop this train. You nope. can't stop this rock and roll train. No, you can't. I've tried. You tried. Yeah. You know what happens? It, you go off the rails on a crazy train. You know, the coolest thing you could do? What's you could that? put a penny on my tracks and let me flatten it out for Hell you. Hell yeah. It's about the best thing you could do. A little flattened penny? Uh-huh. Or you could go to an amusement uh, park where they have a flattened penny thing and you pay like a dollar to flatten a penny. Yeah, it's a good And then deal. you're like, this was not worth it. No, it's really not. Like, what are you going to do with this? And then they sell like... The little, like, cases to keep your flat pennies in. Do you remember this? I do remember those. Who had that? <laughs> <laughs> my prized possessions. Here are my flattened pennies from uh, Six Flags and Dollywood. Ooh, magic World. <laughs> magic World. Very impressive. Yes. Very impressive. Yeah, it's been very fucking hectic, man. But it's been good. It's been good. Been enjoying life and stuff. Uh, so I can't complain yeah. too much, man. You want to just go ahead and start wetting these whistles? We I should. Feel dry. The, uh, I mentioned these beers that Emily and Anna got us, um, and they do not drink beer. So they picked them based 
almost entirely on label. I mean, I do drink beer, and that's also how I choose beers, too. Honestly, yes. I've drank so many beers just because I thought the label was cool. I know. Um, Me, too. It doesn't make me like the beer, necessarily, but... It does make me buy the beer. It makes me irritated with my purchasing skills. For sure. <laughs> does not make me enjoy the beer anymore. So this is uh, Sycamore. I don't think we've ever had any Sycamore no, I before, but it's from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Tangyland IPA. It looks like it's uh, just a, maybe a, a sour. It's got a lot of citrus on it. It doesn't say exactly what it's going for. Okay. Oh, wait. Here we go. The dank side of the moon. Ooh. The stars are hop cones, and the sun is a dazzling ruby grapefruit. Meteors of glowing citrus rain down. Orange aliens bask on nude beaches My and Lord. wade in oceans of juicy beer. Wow. Welcome to Tangy Land. A plus. Yeah. That's quite a description. I'm interested now. Yeah. I've had a few, like, kind of tangy tart IPAs that were, like, very nasty. Yep. And I've had one or two that were really good. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of thirsting right now, so a tangy sounds good to me. I always like a little tang. Just a little I tang. Got, got on a that thirst thing. on my tongue. Put some tang on that thing. It's coming out like a big old uh, glass of OJ. Yeah, right it does here. look very juicy. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, a little, little bit of spilled on the table. Ooh, look out! All right, let's try this here. So this is this does to like us. a six point seven percent, or not too. It Not smells really big. nice. It smells oh, that does smell really good. Mm-hmm. And it does smell like a little tart as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Mm. Good taste of it. See what that does to you. The one that I had last that was like a tangy IPA, it mm. tasted like spoiled orange juice and it was nasty. Okay, this is is light, citrusy. Oh. Not really mm. like heavy at all. No. Yeah. That's not bad. So yeah, that's it's really weird where it's like I don't know if it's the initial taste or if it's just more of the smell that i'm getting as i'm getting mm-hmm. close to it is like kind of funky and off-putting yeah but then the flavor is nothing like yeah that. you don't taste any funk really at all it's just citrusy and yeah good. and the aftertaste is really really nice too like that almost has the tartness of like real orange juice like yeah, fresh yeah. woes orange juice yes. you know? yeah without any like vitamin c or anything added to kinda... i'm not mad at that yeah it's it's good that is like exactly what i was wanting to wet my whistle that's pretty damn good man so, what have you been watching this week? Anything good? Oh, dude, I've watched so much stuff. Um, uh, watched, uh, rewatched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy the other night. Oh, dude, it's been so fucking long mm-hmm. since I watched that. It's got like most deaf and stuff in it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's got a it's lot of forward prefect. Yeah, Sam Rockwell just fucking Sam killing Rockwell. it. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! I mean, yeah. I love the book. Like, I remember yeah. books awesome. Like, I, I read that book. I think mm-hmm. probably when I was in like high school or early yeah. college, and just fucking loved it. And then the movie came out, and I was so stoked. And, like, I remember watching it being like, this is good. They're getting a lot of the critical points here. Right. But, like, the funniest thing in the book, the best part about the book, is the narration. Right. And there's no narration, really, in the movie. Oh, no, like, there is. is. There, there yeah. is. Yeah. But it's just com- considerably scaled down because the book right. is covered yes. in the narration. Right. Yeah. They, they're given a lot of stuff to people to say. So it's a movie instead yeah. of just a narrative. Yeah. Should I rewatch it? I think so. I think it stands up still good. Most deaths great in it. Sam Rockwell's great in it. Everybody's great in it. It's yeah. it's fun. But uh, also the the creatures all look really cool. Still. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they did all those. It's a lot of practical stuff. Obviously. There's the creatures that have the really bad poetry. And yeah, shit. the Mogons. Yeah. Mogons, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, this makes me want to reread the book. Just talking the, about the it. The book so is funny. hilarious. Yeah, I'm at that phase of just like wanting to reread stuff because it's yeah. fun and comfortable, but then also being like. I'm almost 40. I need to read new fucking books. Right. <laughs> before I die. 
I yes, that, this is why I appreciate the Jack of All Graves book club. It's got me reading yeah. newer horror books and stuff from people I would have never necessarily known about. So I I like that, but I also have been wanting because like just watching it made me be like, gosh, I never finished all the books. I only I read the first I two. Did I think either. Now that I think about I it, there are four. I so, think so. Yeah. yeah, the restaurant at the end of the universe. So long, thanks for all the fish. Yeah. And I want to say there's one more. I think so. But I'm not positive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's still fun. We also uh, watched the Fright Night remake because Emily had never seen it. Weirdly enough, I've been wanting to rewatch that for like a couple of months and I just haven't gotten around to it. Like Fucking great cast, man. I remember seeing yeah. that. I mean, it's like fucking Colin Farrell and uh, uh, Anton Yelkin, Tony Collette. Oh, man. Oh, uh, shit. Imogen Poots. What? Yeah. She's over there just pooting Oh, and up? David Tennant plays the like. Holy the, fuck. The. The horror host Chris guy? Angel type of character. Oh, right? yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... I mean, yeah, they replaced horror host with Chris Angel, <laughs> which is fine. All right, yeah. it works. Yeah. How uh, is it? Is it any good? It is. It's just the CGI sucks. Oh, it's That's one it. of those. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Which they, sucks because like, the, the practical effects in the original are were great. fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous that they decided to go like... And so much of the stuff they did is just terrible CGI. Just... Horrendous and stuff you probably could have just done. Oh, absolutely with some not practical foam yeah. latex rubber and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, That's we've seen thing. Colin Farrell put on a little bit of makeup. Yeah, so you but, can hide them. You can hide them. You yeah. can hide them eyebrows. Sure can. Go on, get. Yeah, caterpillars. Um, I also watched Identity. Um, because uh, Netflix popped it, popped it up, and it was I guess because Ray Liotta recently passed. R.I.P. Man, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, awesome, legendary. Um, and it it popped up like just you know they do their little preview of it, yeah. and the scene was Ray Liotta and John Cusack, and I was like, well, this is interesting. I didn't I don't know this movie at all. Yeah. Um, and you know, here's the thing: great cast, some great acting in it. Two thousands thrillers intentionally bad question mark question mark right are they intentionally the worst are they blowing it on purpose right what was going on like there's remember, so many what lies beneath ones. when we did that like a Terrible. couple years ago horrendous like sucks they're just so bad yeah the stupid twists and things like i don't like them they ever. were all so dependent on that shit Ugh. anyway the movie was going great up until one twist and then the second twist and then the third twist like all those twists fucking sucked See, I remember like renting that at some point from probably like the Food City mm-hmm. fucking video store. Yeah. And feeling the same way, if I recall, where I was mm-hmm. really, really into it. I was totally buying the mystery angle and stuff. And then when it hits that twist, you're like, oh, God damn it. And the thing. OK, so some things happen that made me go like, OK, there's no logical explanation for this. So it's supernatural. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Let's I can't get into the it, supernatural. That explains it. Yeah. But no. It's not supernatural. None of that. Nope. None of that at all, man. It's just fuck you for paying attention. What's the deal with John Cusack being in movies where he's in hotels and ain't very good? Is that 1408's <laughs> not very good either. I you know, 1408 is okay. Um it's got good scary scenes, but yeah, I'm not I don't like the way it progresses. It just does to me it's it's very Stephen Kingy. Very much yeah, so. Which makes sense. We got to keep him out of them hotels. But we motels. do. Yeah, we need to keep him out. Keep of him hotel. out. Let Cusack do his work. Get him out of the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, the reason why that pop, I was on Netflix, because I never go on Netflix, is because I was uh, watching Stranger Things 4. Ooh. Buddy. Uh, uh, Should I be excited? Yes, yes. I think so. 
Um, there, there is uh, up on Patreon right now. <gasps> uh, Our Patreon, yeah, one hundred percent spoiler filled uh, review of Stranger Things four with me and Anna. It's it's about an hour long, and we didn't even get into everything, but we sure spoiled the shit out of it. So Look if you out. haven't if you haven't seen it yet, don't listen. But do go listen to that awesome episode. I ain't listening to it because I've not seen it and I don't support your ass on Patreon. <laughs> you need a handout. This is America. That is true. I do have to drop box stuff to you. <laughs> I support my own yeah, show. Yeah, why would you? That would make any fucking sense. Um, but yeah, so watch Stranger Things for, and I, I mean, I'm not going to reveal anything. Yeah, yeah. People already know it's pretty Nightmare on Elm Street. I keep influenced. hearing it, yeah, yeah, compared to like the best parts of Elm Street yep. and like Hellraiser. Like, yeah. I guess they're taking a very horror sort of yes. angle with and it. And it's great, man. That it's makes me so, so stoked. Like, it's got some real good horror in it. Like just stuff that, um, you know, the show's always kind of had some, some good scary moments, but oh, a yeah. lot of like sci-fi and a lot of like more, you know, uh, kid adventure focused. Yeah, yeah. And this is just way more horror. Well, they've always had that Stephen King kind of backbone. Yes, and it everything. definitely has Stephen King elements to it for sure. Like it, I can't wait, man. Yeah, I'm I, so pumped. I I definitely have been enjoying it, and it. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything else though. Episodes it's, are like long too. Aren't they, they are, and it's it's earned. Okay, uh, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, like, like it, are they padded or does it feel like these are cool little mini movies? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, because it's like it's like. You've got the whole gang separated, basically, because you know right. uh, the buyers and and L moved to um, uh, California, mm-hmm. and at the end of of season three, you know, you find out that uh, what's his name? Fuck, uh, Hopper. <laughs> that yeah. Hopper didn't die, but he ended up in Russia. Right. So you got him in Russia and them in California, and then the stuff going on in Hawkins. Um, and then, like, in Hawkins, you've got the older kids and the younger kids. So it's like you're following several different storylines all tying together. And like, I think most of the episodes do a really good job of each of the stories are linked thematically. So each episode oh, doesn't just it doesn't just feel like action happening to explain a story. Like, it all, like, kind of fits together, too. So, Killer. Yeah. I'm so stoked, man. We've actually just been... I'm, uh, to say we've been re-watching Stranger Things is kind of a stretch. I mentioned right. that on the last episode where it's like, it's been on at the right. house. Whether, While you're doing other things. Yeah, it's yeah. like whether our eyes are on the screen or not, uh, it's just kind of been on. Mm. So that beer is good. That is man. really good. I'm not yeah. mad at that That was at a all. good choice. Way to go, Emily. Man. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> so we are just a couple episodes into season three now. Yeah. So, you know, season one was just kind of on as background noise. Season two paid a little bit more attention to. Mm-hmm. I still maintain people fucking bitch about season two and they I fucking shouldn't. Ooh, you get it's some good. follow up on that Chicago episode. Good. Yeah. Awesome. I, I hope that they that. do. Yeah. But it's, dude, seriously, it's like people remembering like, oh, season two sucked. There's that episode where L was like a punk rocker yeah. and I hated that. Blah. It's like, on. for one, that's stupid because that's so like 80s X-Men. That yes, was an 80s that X-Men That is exactly what it was. That's that was cool. 80s X-Men. Yeah, it's dude. Like, so fucking cool. Yeah, like punk mutants with mohawks and mm-hmm. leather. Like that's fucking stuff I grew up with in the yep. comics. So I was even okay with that. Yep. But also, too, it's like you're forgetting about all the fucking rad stuff that happens in season two. So much cool stuff. Yeah. For real. And um, man, season three is a fucking blast. It is, and it's also just devastating as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that, that, you'll definitely 
probably think somebody's cutting us some onions while Ooh. watching season four. Oh, Lord of mercy. Yeah. Get your allergies working up. Get huh? them allergies working. My Lord, <laughs> man. Yeah, I'm really, really stoked about it, man. Uh, I see a lot of people saying, like, I don't know if this could be the last season. Oh, Which, no. you know, there's another one coming. Yeah. Oh, is it? But is it will already? be the final season, season five. Five yes. is going to be the yep. end. Mm-hmm. Okay, run on. I mean, and I'm can't glad. Go on forever. I yeah. am glad because, like, right now, seven episodes into season four, I'm like, how are they going to wrap this all up? It's so much. Damn. So, okay. Like, I, I was thinking, is this the last season? And uh, no, they, they got another season coming. So that that's good. I'm okay there's with so that. much going on. It's cool, though. Tight, man. Um, what a also, great show. It's just a fucking yes. great show, man. Yes. I love it. I, I Yeah. The, anytime I see people complaining about it, it's just like, just we can we have something nice? Can't we just have something for a little nice. bit? Yeah, just, just have fun for a minute. Yeah. Um, uh, also started Cowboy Bebop, uh, which is on Netflix now. I've always heard them... And I'm and manga nerds talking about this. Yeah. I say, nerds, what y'all talking about? And they go, uh-huh. we're talking about that cowbird beaver. Cowbird beaver. <laughs> so I don't know shit about this except that a friend of mine introduced me to the soundtrack like a yeah, hundred years right. ago, and the soundtrack is fucking sick. But I've yeah. never watched a single episode of the it. The animation's really cool. Um, it's uh, Space Cowboys. Well, all right. Yeah, cool. Wait, wait, wait. Does it have Steve Miller in it? Nope. <laughs> It should, though. Some people call him the gangster love. Yeah. Some people call him Maurice. (laughs) What happened to Steve Miller? That that one Steve Miller live album was like the top selling album of the 80s. Yeah. And then he was just like, I'm gone. I'm good. That's it. I get it. Anyway. Good on Steve Miller. Uh, But yeah, no Cowboy Bebop. I'm I'm like, I think on episode four and uh, it's getting real good to me. I'm liking it a whole lot. Yeah. Dude, there's like a hundred million like anime... Uh, movies and, and series that yep. I've been like, man, I need to watch that. I need to watch Appleseed. I need to watch right. uh, fucking um, Ghost in the Shell. Right. I need to watch Akira. Like, I've never seen Akira. There's I so either. fucking Needy. many I need yeah, to watch. Th- that's what uh, I've been doing. I mean, I've been uh, watching those Miyazakis. Yep. Get a job, Get kid. a job, asshole, <laughs> says Miyazaki. <laughs> says Miyazaki. Uh, yeah, I've been watching that and now watching uh, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to educate myself because, I, honestly, like the Miyazaki stuff blew me away. And now the animation in Cowboy Bebop is just like, fuck, this is so good. Like, I just really appreciate good animation. Okay, no so, right. Uh, but these also have stories that I like. I've... I remember in the 90s trying to watch anime was just like most of the stuff I saw was just like I don't care about this. Yeah, cuz all we all. had is like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball. Yeah. Yeah, and that just didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on Friday night, we watched The Last Drive-In and Joe Bob did Slaughterhouse, which is Never kind seen of a, it. It's kind of a cheesy Texas Chainsaw Massacre like movie. All right. It's very cheesy, I would say, but also like if you uh, if you don't want to see slaughtered pigs, which I don't, um, Slaughterhouse is not for you. No, okay, so all right. Because they, they show a bunch of them. So if you're like a, a hardcore Miss Piggy fan, right? Yeah, it's not the movie it's for, not you. for you. <laughs> if you loved Babe, you'll hate yeah, Slaughterhouse. You'll hate this. Yep. All right. Uh, and then he also showed Tenebrae, which um, by this point I was pretty drunk, um, <laughs> but um, it might be the most sexual Dario Argento movie. So that's the one with dang old I'm a cop in every movie. John Saxon. John Saxon, yeah, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. I saw that long ago when like I, I watched 
all the most important Argento flicks basically right. like in a week, I think. So mm. I kind of get a lot of these confused in my that head. Easily could happen because <laughs> it's so much of the same stuff a lot of the time. But it's also like this is about like an author yeah. and like a killer who's basically copying some of the stuff he wrote about in his books or something. I remember, if, if I'm not mistaken... And maybe you'll remember this, maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. Is there that like absolutely fucking spectacular scene at the end where that woman gets her arm cut off? Yes. Dude, it's fucking it's amazing. wild. It's isn't it? so good. Like, yes. Tarantino has said that's some of the best on screen violence he's ever seen. It's amazing. I tend to agree. It's that, like the highlight of the whole fucking movie. Much honestly. like many Argento movies, uh, getting to the ending is, is the important part because yeah. it's always going to be rad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to do some Argento stuff lately. I've been like yeah. wanting to rewatch Suspiria, mm-hmm. um, a bunch of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, something in the air, I guess. Deep Red is cool. I want a taste of the old country, man. Yeah, me too. Maybe, Give me a taste. Maybe, of the maybe old we country. do that. Maybe, maybe we, we taste the old country real soon. Take me back to Olive Garden where I'm family, and Argento <laughs> makes the movies. You and know? Olive Garden—that's the full Olive Garden motto—is when you're here, your family, and Argento makes the movies. <laughs> Because they used to show Argento flicks while you sat with your family and ate unlimited breadsticks. That would be incredible. Yes, it would be. <laughs> like, I would actually go to Olive Garden that weekly. Sounds, oh, okay, let's open this up. This Dead is Dead and Lovely Restaurant this right is here. Dead and Lovely Restaurant. You, you, you eat a spaghetti and you watch uh, an Argento pizza. <laughs> And what if there's like a machine where it's like it's a TV screen, but also like a marinara dispenser? Oh fuck yeah! And they come around to the side of the table. And it's like table side. It's like, would you like the marinara on the on the <laughs> and spaghetti? It just out. Yeah. yeah. While the TV screen shows like, yeah, that woman getting her arm chopped yes. off, but then it like sprays the marinara out. I would totally fucking go to that restaurant. That sounds man. so good. I would go there. Yeah, I love it. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Um, and then also on Sunday we watched Hobgoblins uh, simply because uh, uh, Joe Bob mentioned it when he was talking about Slaughterhouse. I can't remember what the connection was, but I remembered Hobgoblins seeing it as a kid. It's like a Gremlins sort of like movie. I say like it's a rip off of Gremlins. Oh, okay, yeah. like let's be honest, they like Bright Light. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, like it's the opposite of Gremlins. Got right. it. Yes. Got it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Hobgoblins. It's fine. I mean, it seriously worked perfect as a uh, uh, ice cream Sunday movie because it's not boring for sure. It does take up to like half the way into the movie for the hobgoblins to appear. That's a problem. And it sure does seem to be a movie about two security guards for about 30 minutes. And then <laughs> it's a movie about a bunch of kids. <laughs> It's, this sounds very well made. Oh, and it's also basically just a music video. Tight. Well, so. I love that kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. What is the difference then between a goblin and a hobgoblin? What exactly is the hob designating? Mm, I think maybe, you know, it's like hobnob. Like it's like a rich goblin, maybe. Oh, yeah. Goblin yeah. with money. <laughs> Yeah, though I'm thinking of the Green Goblin and the Hobgoblin, and Green Goblin has an awful lot of money. Considerably more money than a Hobgoblin, and way more than a Demo Goblin. For sure, yeah. That guy's broke. (laughs) You don't need money where he he comes from. zero dollars. It just makes me wonder, like, are we missing out on other Hob possibilities? Like a a Hob Fairy or a... A Hob Frankenstein? (laughs) Hob Zombies? Hob zombies. Hob zombies. Hob zombies. Gremlins. Hob gremlins. Hob gremlins. You know? 
Maybe there's potential here. There is for sure. Hob I'm, Hereditary. What do you think about that <laughs> one? Maybe there's that. I don't know what the Hob designates, but I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. It's a variant. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. It's, it's what if this movie was made in the, a Hobgoblin universe, basically. <laughs> okay. It's Hob. It's different. Duh. It's totally different. See the Hob in front of the name? That's how you know. <laughs> very good. Well, that doesn't sound very great. No, no. Um, not at all. What have you been watching? A couple two true things. Uh, me and my wife, we went and seen that new Alex Garland movie, mm-hmm. Men. Yeah. We watched it so hard that we made an episode about yes, it. Yes, you did. On the show last week there. It's a uh, spoiler-free for the first 20-something minutes, mm-hmm. and then it gets spoilery after that. So be sure to give that a listen. Holy fuck. I can't wait for you to see this movie, dude. I'm excited. I cannot wait for you to see this fucking movie. It is nuts. Yeah? Yeah. I so, think that seriously, like, 99% of the bad reviews are probably, like, from incel pieces of shit. I would imagine, yeah. Because, like, if you go on IMDb, like, the ones are way higher than the tens. Mm. And I think it seriously just fucking offended man children. <sighs> what a shame. It's badass. It's a fucking really cool, really original, mm. uh, man, very fucking tense movie. I'm I liked it. You should... Uh, you should definitely see it. I think I you'll will. enjoy it a lot, man. Yeah, I will. I mean, I like Alex Garland's movies, and I, I also disdain toxic masculinity and patriarchy. So. You'll probably like this movie then. Yeah. Probably do just <laughs> fine for <laughs> you. Uh, we watched Ghost World the other day. Okay. Thora Birch. Scar- yeah. Scarjo. Scarjo uh, in there. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is in mm-hmm. there. Dude, like, we hadn't watched this movie since I think we were in high school, honestly. Yeah, that was... Uh, I think that was another Food City I think it's like 98, 99 when that came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, I, I remember renting it and... Because, um, yeah, that, that was one of those that... Uh, independent film. Independent blah, film, and it was based movie. on a, a comic book. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember people talking it up, and, like, I remember back in the day not really liking it. Mm-hmm. But of course, I was also around the same age as the same as the protagonist right. in the movie, and now I'm I'm an old man. Yeah, and now you're from the perspective of Steve Skims more than Steve anything. Buscemi, yeah. yeah, where I'm watching this and I'm like, man, sometimes being old is sad. Also, teenagers are mean. Hmm. And uh, dude, I I enjoyed it. Frankly, okay. I thought that it was actually pretty fucking good. There's some hilarious I ass I shit it. in mm. there. There's some really funny stuff. Also, some things that. You know, have not aged that well. I do remember him collecting like racist uh, caricatures. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. There's some stuff like that. There's, yeah, uh, if I recall, thing. I think some slinging around of some uh, some designations that we don't really use in okay. society anymore. Mm-hmm. So there's some stuff like that where you're like, well, I know when this was made, right? <laughs> but it was still a pretty enjoyable flick. Also, I don't think I ever put it together in my head that that's Thor Birch. Oh yeah, it is. Like from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. She she had quite a career going, uh, and her her dad pretty much fucked it up. Is that the deal? I, as far as I understand, he was a very controlling. He huh. was her manager oh, and insisted those, on yeah. being on set all Got the speared. time. Got yeah. Britney speared. It's what yeah. happened, huh? Yeah. Damn, I didn't know that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty fun. It's also like barely a movie. It's like an hour 16 or something. Huh. It's pretty short. I, I like that. I, I don't understand. I mean, I get like if you're going to the theater, you want to get your money's worth. But so many movies they're releasing directly to streaming or whatever. If you're going directly to streaming, I don't care if it's sixty minutes. Like that's fine with me. If it's forty five minutes and you call it a movie, okay. 
Fine. As long as it does the thing a movie's supposed to do. Is it going to tell me a story, maybe? Yeah. All right, fine. Great. Cinematically, with flickering images and sounds. Perfect. I cool. call that a movie. Yeah. Now, that's what I call a movie. <laughs> Volume 8. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the only other thing we watched this week was a flick that I had not seen, and um, we were watching this as research because they're doing a Broadway, off-Broadway production of it here in Knoxville soon that we have tickets to. Uh, watch dang old hairspray that original John oh, Waters one. Oh man, I loved that movie. I've seen it so many times. I had somehow never fucking seen this before. Oh, man. For one, in my head, I thought it was a musical, which mm. I don't typically like musicals. I mean, the yeah, I I get why you'd think that. Well, the right? the John Travolta one is a yes. musical. Uh huh. And there was a musical made of it. Right? Of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at this completely wrong. I didn't really know what I was getting into whenever we watched it. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Also, I, I was not anticipating the kind of social commentary. Right. All well, the stuff about Waters. segregation yeah. and desegregation mm-hmm. and racism and everything going on there. I had no idea. John Waters has, has uh, long been on the right side of history. There <laughs> like, you go. Yeah. He, yeah. he, knows, he knows his shit. Yeah. It sure does seem that way. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot, man. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah. Good watch. Good watch, for a sure. Good old watch, yeah. for sure. I used man. to watch that one and Cry Baby Still all the seen fucking that. time as a kid. You've talked about that one a lot. Kate's talked about Cry Baby a lot. Cry and Baby's now I'm, I'm kind of interested in yeah. seeing it now because yeah. clearly I like the cut of John Waters' jib. Yeah, he's great. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. So I've had time to watch a few things this week, but you know what I think I need to do before the week is over? What's that? I need to take a detour into the goddamn preview palace. Welcome <gasps> to the preview palace. Ooh, it's spooky in here. What's this? Oh, my God. Are there 13 ghosts in here? Hang on, I lost count. Ghosts in here. It's like a ghost machine gun. Fully automatic ghost machine gun right here. You know, Steve, seeing as how this movie that we're covering mm-hmm. is a thir- 13 in, in mm-hmm. ghosts, what if we gave these busses that are listening 13 chambers of the preview palace? What? The 13 chambers with just a potpourri mm-hmm. of topics to explore related to this movie. What do you think about that? I think also underneath this, we should just have Wu-Tang's 13th Chamber playing. Yeah, right? probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea to get demonetized. It's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Steve... When I think about movies that are very 2000 mm-hmm. this is definitely on the list. Yeah, it's super 2000s. There is no doubting mm-hmm. when this movie was made. <laughs> Nobody sure. would be like, oh, was that like the 80s? No. no. Not a chance. Mm-mm. Was this made in the 2020s? Nope. Certainly not. I hope not. You've got Matthew Lillard and great big uh, bushy turtlenecks. You know when this was made. You know when this was made. That's true. Matthew Lillard in a huge turtleneck is probably about the most late 90s, early 2000s things you could look at. For sure. If you had a bucket hat on, it'd be complete. Oh, my God. Matthew Lillard (laughs) in a big, chunky turtleneck with a bucket hat. That's probably the the most. With the top cut out and he's got frosted tips. Oh, my God. That's, That's about like a, as yeah late nineties yeah. early two thousands as yeah. it gets, man. When I think of like two thousands movies, one of the things that I think about is unnecessary like twists on the movie format. They loved it. They yeah. loved it. 
So most 2000s movies, to me, I think of like Donnie Darko or Memento. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Those are good choices, man. Sure. They, they're they very 2000s. They've got, you know, both. I mean, one, Memento, I think, is from 2000, and then Donnie Darko's 2001. So it's mm-hmm. like that early 2000s vibe, which is just late 90s, like continued. Yeah, part two, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. But yeah, the overcomplication of everything and way too many twists on everything. Yep. That's as 2000s as it gets to me. Pretty solid, man. I kind of think like Final Destination. Oh, Jesus, yes. I think that is... Although, I think that was really more late 90s, wasn't it? 97, 98? Uh, It came out in 2000, I believe. Perfect. Because it was was like... It was like just before 2000... Like 9-11, and they had that like exploding plane scene. Woof. Yeah. Ouch. yeah. But when I think about like the sights, the sounds, the fashions, the film styles of what was yeah. popular, even the actors and actresses, Final Destination. Man, yeah. I think it's kind of hard to top that one it for is, me. It is. <laughs> and then I, I might say like Fast and the Furious because when you watch a Fast and Furious movie now, it's like very 2020. Oh, yeah. But that first, that first one and then the second one are very like they're stealing DVD VCR combos. In the first one. That's so 2000s. (laughs) Now, Steve, this movie here, it's got a ghost what runs around, Mm -hmm. what got no clothes on. Not a stitch, just naked as a dang old jaybird in here. Titties out. Just titties out, ghost. Mm -hmm. Butt out. Just everything. Mm -hmm. All of it. Just showing the world. Mm -hmm. You got any other favorite nude ghosts that come to mind? Uh, My man, The Shining. Dude, am I right? That's a memorable nude ghost right there. <laughs> sure is in both its forms. Yeah. Um. What's another? Are there other nude ghosts you can think of? I mean, Casper flies around just not even ashamed. <laughs> that ghost ain't wearing nothing. He ain't got a clothes. I never think ever even crossed my mind. Why no? He's not wearing a damn thing. Nothing. <laughs> not a thing. <laughs> Shameless. Did he have like at least a bow tie or something in the comics? I don't know. Nope. I know he doesn't. I'm just thinking because Casper looks exactly like Richie Rich and Richie Rich wears a bow tie. Ah, that's probably what it is, yeah. Casper is the dead like spirit of That's the idea, Richie right? Richie Rich, right? It should be. I I mean, it's the only way it makes sense. Could be. Mm-hmm. Slimer. That guy also flies oh, around naked dick as out. Hell. Just dick out on that guy. Dick out. Just eat <laughs> food with his dick out. <laughs> He just slamming hot dogs, dick out. <laughs> that is a power move. Like somebody, somebody at the like that Coney Island hot dog eating contest. Somebody should do it, dick out, dick out instead. Yeah, and just stare at everybody while he's <laughs> shoving fucking Ooh. hot dog buns into water and then in his mouth. Ugh. Watching those things hurts. It's disgusting. Me. It hurts. Yeah, me. it's really gross. Ooh man. Now let me ask you this, Steve. On the topic of baby men. <laughs> Baby men. Fact or fiction, Steve? <laughs> Let's discuss. Um, well, you know, it, it seems to be a fact that <laughs> there are people out there who are in diaper play and being treated like a baby. So I guess baby men are a thing. I guess baby men fact. Baby men fact. Well, also, too, you can even tie it together because the guy that played the great child, the baby man uh-huh. in this movie was also a full-grown man dressed as a baby in Trick or Treat. Yes, he was. Continuity. Huh. That is something, for sure. Why would you get cast as that twice? And, like, 
Unless you're volunteering. What if you just get like stuck in that rut? I'm Typecast's baby man. Yeah, somebody's like, and of course we'll have a baby man, and we'll have uh, whatever that guy's name was. (laughs) Get him on, get him on the phone. We'll call him in. He is Hollywood's baby man, after all. Hollywood's baby man. He's on the cover of Variety. Hollywood's baby man strikes again. It's got to be him. Yeah. He's the man to call. So fact. <laughs> All right, Steve. 13, 13 and then. <laughs> Pretty hardcore number. For sure. Pretty badass number. What do you think's the coolest number? I mean, 13's up there, right? But <laughs> you say 13, nobody says anything in response. You say 69. 69 has got to be cool. Nice. 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 420 is cool. Oh, man. It's the weed number. I know, right? Right? It's it always fun weed. and funny. Yeah. Especially back in the 90s when there was like no way of verifying what it meant and everybody had their own stupid like, yeah. no, my, my brother, he says that it, in Los Angeles, it's the code for weed that the cops use. No, no, no. It's because it's Hitler's birthday. So it's like crazy, right? It's like so loco. What? what? <laughs> yeah, just the stupidest <laughs> shit I remember people saying. And then like now you look it up and it's like nobody knows. <laughs> nobody fucking knows. Nobody really knows yeah. about that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think 69 is probably the coolest because it's 69. always funny. Though it's not like... As sex positions goes, not great. Okay. Okay. Like, you got to be about the same height, like roughly. Otherwise, you know, there's some neck craning going on and it just is uncomfortable. And Hashtag no worth it. Okay, I mean, listen, mutual <laughs> oral sex is worth it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice. I think you get, a, you got to have a third person involved, make it a triangle. Then it's easier on everybody's neck. Then it's just it's just full circle, full yeah. triangle, full triangle. Okay. Yes. So what would that be? <laughs> Is that a six six six? Might be a six six six. Oh shit! Let's get a six 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 going. Yeah, dude. Forgot six six six. That's maybe the coolest. Also number. really cool. Satan is rad. Yeah, but only if you're using it in kind of a funny way. Right. No, if you're using it like. Uh, no, I'm serious. It's like oh, six, six, six. oh, I thought you were a silly boy. Turns out you're a silly boy. Yeah, it turns out <laughs> you're just old silly heart. I get it, man. Now this movie's got a Matthew Lillard in it. It does. It who does. is indeed not a man, mm-hmm. but a living cartoon character. It's true. It's so true. It's just insane. He is Shaggy. He is just yeah. a cartoon mm-hmm. man escaped into the real world. Yeah. You got. A favorite cartoon person that you think about? Ah. A person who lives but is actually just an animated cell? What's escaped into reality? Yeah, I mean, I think of a few people. Rodney Dangerfield, to me, was always a cartoon character. He really, really does, yeah. Yeah, but Steven Tyler, I think, (laughs) is a caricature of Steven Tyler. Oh, my God, yeah. It's like... A caricature artist drew a caricature, and then another character caricature artist drew a caricature of that of caricature, that character. and that became Steven Tyler. I think that you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with that yeah. one. Yeah. He also looks like a Muppet. He does. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Shelley Duvall, I think of, is just a living cartoon character. Yeah. You know, when you it's, saw her as olive oil, you're like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just right. Oh, the re- yeah, Rodney Dangerfield came to mind because he played... A dog in a cartoon movie, and the dog just looked exactly like Rodney Dangerfield, and it was like, oh That's yeah, right. the, the man looks like a cartoon. Just about right. Right. So okay. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now this movie right here, something that you might have noticed about it is that it's not thirteen ghosts. 
It's thir thirteen in in yeah. <laughs> ghost because they just shoved a number into the goddamn title. Right. <laughs> which this was that period of time, the new metal period, where like bastardizing and fucking up period. words was just what we all love to do. Yeah. Put a backwards R in corn and spell yep. it with a K. Limp biscuit, more like limp bizkit. Biz yeah. They love just misspelling stuff, mm-hmm. shoving numbers into things in this era. They did. And this is not the only movie that's no. got a number shoved into the title. What do you think did the best job? I mean, Sussevenin. Sussevenin is pretty like, solid. It is pretty solid. I mean, what else we got? There's Scraform. I think Scraform is the best one Scraform. because 4 at least kind of looks like an it A. It does look like an A. It's like, true. When you see 13 ghosts... It is just your brain auto-completing that the word That one doesn't 13. look like a, a T. Not at all. No. If anything, the one and the three together look more like a B if you have an astigmatism. It's true. Yeah. Thurbine ghosts. Thurbine ghosts. <laughs> I'm going to go watch that Thurbine ghost. But <laughs> we'll find out. It's not cool at all. So I think that 13 ghosts actually did it really bad. Uh, seven... Again, it doesn't make of, sense. No, it no. doesn't really. So I think Scraform. Scraform. And of yeah. course, they blew it on Five Cream, which they should have called. Five Cream would have been perfect. Cream. Five Cream. Five Cream. It's so easy, guys. Yeah, they kind of blew it there. And why didn't, I mean, you know, you had the chance with Scream 3 to make it Scrathrium. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. And plus, that, that 3 kind of looks like a backwards E, which would have been very new metal to do it that way anyway. Obviously, yeah. Damn it, dude. Yeah. They're throwing it over there. People need to start hiring us for the fucking ideas. Yes, they do. Hey, we got the best. Don't think we've got this. We've got this. We've got the thinking done for you. Just sign the check. (laughs) Okay. Just sign the check. Sign the fucking check already. Yeah. Well, good cop, bad cop. Them. Yeah. I like Mm -hmm. that idea. What do you think is the best movie by this director in his extensive catalog, Steve? Oh man. Uh, you know, you look through his catalog and you're like, could be this one. Could be that one. And that's and about all done. you can say. Yeah, and then you're done. Because <laughs> he's done this and Ghost Ship. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I've said before, I like this and Ghost Ship for what they are. Yeah. Uh, they are not good movies, but boy, do they fucking nail the early 2000s. and They do that thing. And they've got like an aesthetic. He's obviously got an aesthetic. I think 13 Ghosts is better question mark uh, because ghost ship kind of loses steam whereas <laughs> That's what uh, you did <laughs> this does too i guess honestly oh, yeah. that that is kind of maybe his signature like i'm gonna get you real excited and then you're just gonna check out at i'm a gonna certain give point. you a cool idea yeah. and you're gonna start checking your phone out don't worry about it movie's so, still going so i'm gonna go with 13 ghosts as his best movie so i've only seen ghost ship one time a long time ago no oh. and there was of course that awesome intro scene where a bunch of people get so left good. in twain yep that's about all i remember Mm-hmm. I remember liking 13 Ghosts better, so I'll, I think I'll also say this is the cream of his yeah. crop. Ghost Ship also ends on a new metal song. It's fucking oh, rad. God damn it. And has some other new metal. That's what this is kind of missing, though it does end on a rap. 
Which is great. Okay, yeah. it does end on a wrap. That's yeah. true, man. Speaking of people getting cleft in twain, this movie does have a guy that gets cut in half real bad. Yeah, it's, I mean, just fucking bisected. It's a the unique cut way. in half. He, yeah, he gets cut in half long ways. The way Goldberg eats his corn. That's true. He eats it long ways. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much that I got brought that sign to it's a so match. Funny. Goldberg eats his corn long ways. The way. long way. What? <laughs> Such an oddly specific disc and, question and I, mark? I think maybe he was like, he sucks dick or whatever is yeah. what he was getting at, but that's not the visual in no. my head. The visual in my head is him just taking a chomp out of a fucking cob <laughs> and just chewing on it. <laughs> just doing something in a particularly weird way right. for no actual reason. <laughs> that's funnier to me. It is so much it's funnier. way funnier, man. So there's a lot of other horror movies what got people getting cleft in Twain. You got a favorite uh, Twain Clefton? <laughs> um, I think probably Day of the Dead when the zombies pull that like the army guy in half. That is fucking tight. Yeah. Is that Rhodes or whoever? Rhodes, yeah. In half? Uh-huh. Dude, yeah. yeah. And it's like stretching and he looks like he's made of fucking bread dough yeah. or something. It's great. That is a really awesome. great one right there. Mm-hmm. I like when Dewey Cox's little brother gets cut in half. <laughs> I'm cut in half real bad, Dewey. <laughs> cut in half real bad. What's it that the doctors say? The problem is we can't attach the top half back to the bottom half. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. That would be the problem. That is problematic. (laughs) I think that's my favorite cut in half right there. (laughs) Now, this here movie, in another great late 90s, early 2000s tradition, Mm -hmm. features a character who's not only an actor, Mm -hmm. but also a rapper. That's right. Or, as I like to call them, raptors. Rappers who act. Raptors. They should replace all the raptors in Jurassic Park movies with rappers turned actors. <laughs> so you'd have like fucking, you'd have Coolio in yeah. there. You'd have Elrond. Busta's in there. Yes. Ice Cube, Ice-T. Uh-huh. And Common shows up. They're all running around with their, their arms in kind of uh-huh. the raptor position. Obviously, yeah. Ha! I would love to see most Def play a raptor. Dude, just if Imagine. anybody, anybody could yeah. CG those scenes with like, <laughs> especially in the new one where um, fucking what's his name is like training the Raptors right. and stuff. <laughs> Only, yeah, it's just all these rappers slash actors. You got Eminem raptors. in there. Raptors. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it sounds great. You got a favorite Raptor? I mean, I said most deaf. Most deaf, uh, I think, is probably one of the best. Because um, he's great. He is a great actor. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's others that do a great job. Uh, Ice Cube is obviously settled really comfortably into a comedic He's role. great. Yeah. Hilarious, yeah. yeah. Ice-T also. Fucking, nobody fucking else can play that role on no. SVU and say those lines with a straight face and us go, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of the funny thing is like when we suggested this topic, I was thinking about it and I was immediately like, oh, like, yeah, fucking Busta Rhymes and yeah. Halloween and stuff. Busta Rhymes, not very good. No. <laughs> no. But then I got to thinking about it and I was like, oh, shit, man, like... Fucking Childish Gambino. Yeah, Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Yeah. The Absolutely biggest fucking killer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. <laughs> like, there's a lot of these people that are really fantastic at both. Yeah. Even Eminem. He did a yeah. good job. He did a great job of playing his, himself and Just calling himself, himself a different name. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fucking did it. But he did do a great job. Did do a good yeah. job. All right. There's some good Raptors right mm-hmm. there. This movie in... Something that I can't even begin to explain why they put it into the fucking plot of this movie because mm-hmm. it bears no fucking relevance. It features a little kid who I guess is some kind of a time traveler. Right. Who has heard about this thing called podcasting. <laughs> and he's like constantly 
seemingly recording a, a one-man podcast. podcast? Yeah. What that, the fuck is going on it's there? It's like a true crime podcast b- before podcasts. But also, like, it never comes into play into the story nope. whatsoever. Nope. It's just a kid recording shit about death on a tape. Like, at one point, I guess they find his little recorder, and there's, like, screams on it, and they're like, oh, the ghosts are getting him, too. And it's like, no shit. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, we didn't really need this. We know what's going on. They might as well have just picked it up and been like, he's not having a good time. <laughs> he's somewhere, and he's not having fun. The place where he is currently, not great. Not great. Yep. We should save him. Uh, Yeah, I think I think he's definitely making a podcast. Do you think that there's other movie characters, perhaps even horror movie characters, mm. that would have their own podcast? Oh man! I mean, oh, when I, immediately I think of Mulder and Scully would have like a, a you know a, a conspiracy theory podcast, yeah, like a, a cryptozoology yeah, podcast type of thing. Yeah, I like and, they're kind of last podcast on the lefty. I like that. I'd be interested in that. Yeah. Um, hmm. As far as 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 horror characters, though. I don't know what you got any on 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 deck. I bet you the fucking creeper from Jeepers Creepers has his own podcast. Oh, I bet it's gross. I bet it's disgusting, and he's constantly justifying being like, "Yeah, I fuck kids." Yeah, he's a libertarian for sure, <laughs> and nobody should regulate me fucking kids. Yeah, he says he's a libertarian, but like every policy he comments on, he's obviously an authoritarian. And <laughs> yeah, it's just As a fascist happens very. Yeah. <laughs> Often it seems. And he's making a lot of money at it. <laughs> Could you imagine, though? What if Jason and Michael Myers started a podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> and it just, it'd be like an hour Silence. of. Just like heavy breathing. Then they cut to an ad, and it's just Michael Myers <laughs> in ad voice, just like. Try Audible. <laughs> Betterhealth.com. Yeah. <laughs> Use our ad code. I, I could also see um, the the speaking of Fright Night, the kids in Fright Night having like a, a vampire podcast type now, of thing. Listen, if the kids from the Monster Squad started the a podcast, squad. a podcast, I just said <laughs> a podcast. That's what it is when it's a squad. It's a, yeah. it's a squad cast. If they had a Monster yes. Squad cast, Monster Squad, why didn't we cast. name our show that? I have no idea. We fucking failed. Monster Squad Five years in and we need to change our name now. Is that okay? Would it be cool if we change our name? <laughs> to Monster Squad Because it's way better. It's got to exist already. Surely somebody right? has that. And then yeah. like at the start of every show, we're like, yeah, we're the Monster Squad cast. And people turn it <laughs> off immediately. Immediately. Like, nope. <laughs> and every episode ends with a rap where we just rap about everything we said in the episode. Oh, my God. And then we talked about hereditary. <laughs> we talked about people getting cut in half and people that are cartoon characters that would be a huge hit i'm sure yeah i can't imagine oh monster squad cast does not seem to exist holy fuck somebody jump on that and give us 10 percent because we made absolutely it up. you didn't come up with it we yeah. came up with it 10 percent of those those you know podcast, podcast dollars yeah yeah you know oh they're, they're there it adds they, up it adds up over time yeah so give us that <laughs> all right steve now this is just a question for you mm-hmm let me ask you this. Actors that Ben is the most likely to confuse with Dr. Octopus. <laughs> Hit it. Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Number one with a bullet. And I wish I knew why. I don't why? know. I mean, did this with the species episode. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah Doc Ock, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, he didn't play Dr. Octopus. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know why I think he did. I think, you know, 
there is some similarity to maybe their noses. They have like similar like noses and, but no, they look so different. They look yeah. nothing alike. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine who else you would mix up with Alfred Molina, but I'm just going to guess like Tim Allen. Why not? You yeah. know what? Why not? <laughs> just think of another oh, guy oh, with, oh. A, with the, the, a prominent nose. I just imagine Dr. Octopus, yeah, with all the arms and stuff. He just comes out of the garage where he's mm. been working on all these these crazy oh, robot oh, arms. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-huh. I got, got to get more power for these octopus arms. Got to snort some fat rails. Got to turn in my friends when I get caught with cocaine. This movie... I'll tell you what, it features a bathroom what ain't even worth shitting in. <laughs> it's true. Everybody would know what you're doing. Everybody would even know. If they, even with the frosted tiles for the bathroom, it's like, <laughs> I see you sitting on the fucking toilet. You know what's happening. Yeah. You know what's going on. <laughs> that's a no-shitter right there. Yeah, that's a no-shitter. You got another movie bathroom that's just a confirmed no-shitter for you? I mean, there are a ton of dirty, disgusting, horror movie bathrooms, but I think... The one in Halloween 2018. Oh, okay. Too many teeth. There's teeth all over him floor. Teeth all over the floor. Listen, I see about 20 teeth. Fine. 21. Fine. What the hell's going it's on little, here? It's a little much, man. Yeah. We need to get somebody with a, a dang old broom and a dustpan <laughs> in here. Clean up on our bathroom, huh? Too many teeth on the floor. Too many teeth on the floor. It would be highly distracting though to be like okay i just need to go in here and take shit oh, what the fuck there's teeth on the floor a bunch of bloody teeth that's bloody uh, teeth that's weird that would be Odd. a little off but yeah a little bit i think the saw bathroom because it'd be like there's a guy that's pretending to be dead in here and i just need mm-hmm. to take shit like this is just fucking weird <laughs> like remember how like you had to go through all sorts of tunnels and shit to get there i'm just imagining the guy who's like i don't know eating at a restaurant and he's like hey can i use your bathroom and they're like yeah, um, uh, you're going to have to take a lot of tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't get in there a awful lot because it's so like hard to get back there. You you finally get back there. You walk in. You see a guy chained up to a radiator. <laughs> oh. And then you, you're wait. like, oh, this is weird. Well, I mean, I could shit in front of two guys. Then you see the toilet, and it's disgusting. It's, disgusting. And it's like, you know, I'll just wait. I think I'd ask the guy chained to the radiator. I'd be like, is this where the line... Are you in line? Are you in line? Are you in line? Are you in line here? One or two. Like, I just need to pee. I'll be quick. Real quick. You know? <laughs> Can I just get in front? Step over this body? You know, I'm just going to pee in the the meandering hallways. I was just... It's <laughs> fine. It's fine that way. All right. Last of our 13 questions here, Steve. This movie, it's got a Cyrus in it. It does have a Cyrus. Who do you think is the best or worst Cyrus uh, best or worst, Billy Ray. Both. You know what? Just yes to both. <laughs> yes to both. That's a great answer. <laughs> I can't even begin to argue with that. Billy Ray Cyrus. I mean, cause best and worst. Yeah. You can't really complain about "Achey Breaky Heart," can you? I could if I tried. Yeah. It gave us a Weird Al song though, so I'm like, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us that. Uh, and then of course he uh came in and added a verse to Old Town Road that was unnecessary. Ooh, ooh. Now that I do not like. Right. But then he also made a Miley who's awesome. Yeah. People love Miley, so there you go. Best and worst. Great. There you go. <laughs> All right, man. I look forward to hearing about your all's uh uh favorite Clefton Twains right. over on the Facebook group, your uh your least or most favorite Cyrus. If you've got any evidence that baby men don't exist, maybe. Yeah. Send it on over. False. <laughs> 
That's just what the liberal media wants you to believe. <laughs> it is. The liberal media, they're just like, baby men all over the place. <laughs> they're everywhere. Everywhere. They're spawning. You could be one right now and not even know it. You might be a baby man. Joe Biden sending out four tests to every household to check for baby men. <laughs> if you are sitting in a diaper in your own shit, you might be a you baby might man. You might be a baby man. Could be. Could be. He's sending out tests. Baby man <laughs> yeah, test. Baby man I test. love it. Thanks, Biden. Everybody stay in for a month. We got baby men everywhere. <laughs> baby men spread. We got the monkey pox. We got the baby men. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the monkey pox and the baby men are coming at the same time. I'm pretty sure that the monkey pox and the baby men, I'm pretty sure they toured together they in like did. 97. In 97. Yeah. They were both big band. Yeah, they're both. Bi- <laughs> the yeah, swing the monkey pox is definitely a swing band <laughs> for sure. Baby men could be ska. Oh, yeah. Ma- yes, baby men for sure is ska. Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> meaning my diapers. Yeah, meaning my diaper, obviously. Yeah. That just uh, makes uh. sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, yeah, contribute all of your uh, your contributions there over on our Facebook group. It's the only reason to use that godforsaken fucking right. cesspool of a website. Hang out with us. It's definitely the better way to be. I'd like to be better and have another co beer. Let's do it. Get into this thing right here. Now, this is uh, an interestingly shaped bottle. It looks like a curious elixir, and I'll tell you what, I'm excited because I, several weeks ago, was also drawn in by the packaging and shape of this bottle, and I've had one of these myself, and it's fucking great. It is a pink pepper Italian pale ale. Like what? I don't know, but it says here it's an IPA brewed with pink pepper, unfiltered, unpasteurized, and bottle conditioned. Pink pepper. It's a color of pepper. Pink. <laughs> that was such a that disgusting was a song. That was a hit. It was just about pussy, which is like great, but like. A little on the nose. Li- well, I mean, maybe you got pussy on the nose. On maybe the you're 69. Could happen. Yeah. <laughs> As a cartoon. So I was interested in this. Uh, again, the, the packaging drew uh-huh. me in. And then I read like, okay, a pink pepper IPA. Never had that. A Italian pale ale or whatever. Never had one of those either. That bottle's putting up a fight on you there, isn't it? Yeah, crack it, crack it. God you can do it. What the fuck? That bottle opener is not, it's not really working for us. <laughs> it's not bottle opening at all. They do caps different over there in Italy. I'll tell you what. I might have another bottle opener. Hey, there it went. That shot across the room in a cartoonist fashion, too. I wish I would have filmed that. The Italians. They do not want you opening their bottle. They're wily, man. They're pranksters. This is going to be a taste of the old country right there. It's a little bit IPA looking to me. It is a little bit IPAs looking. I recall the like the, the pink pepper thing not really being like, it's not like it's peppery. I have had peppery mm-hmm. IPAs. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you'll find something that I didn't. I'm Ooh. excited to have this again. Yeah, me it too. it is really good. It smells very much like an IPA. Yep. It's definitely funky smelling. It's got a little bit of a bitter note on the nose. What you think about that? Ooh, that's light. Mm-hmm. But it's got, oh man, it's got a good flavor to it for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm digging that. It almost does have like a little bit of a backbone, backbone as it's called <laughs> of an Italian Pilsner in there. Yeah. If you've mm-hmm. had some of those before. I haven't, but it does have, it's very Pilsner-y. But it's like over hopped. Yes. It's really, really good, man. I like it a lot. I think it's a very unique beer. I can't really compare it to anything. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really getting any pepper notes. No. Uh-uh. But I don't really know what pink pepper is. Well, if you have to ask, then I couldn't even explain it to you, dude. 
Paint pepper. <laughs> Just Google that later. You'll you'll Google should I watch Thirteen Ghosts and what does pink pepper? <laughs> what does pink pepper? What does pink pepper? <laughs> you'll ask yourself that. You've been cocktailing lately, by the way. Cocktailing, making a cocktail. Uh, Cocktails. Woo. Uh, yeah, a little bit, honestly, because yeah? when we were at the cabin, we were making all sorts of cocktails. We've Emily likes a thing called a June bug that June she once bug. got at TGI Fridays. Uh, okay. All it's right. very sweet. Um, uses Midori. Um, oh, man. Yeah. Anything with Midori is instantly just like, like Midori, sugar, sugar Midori and uh, coconut rum. Oh, God. It sounds awful. Pineapple juice. <laughs> it's really good. It's but probably it's tasty. Like super sweet. Yeah. I, I would probably have like an ounce of it and be like, that's yeah, my sugar for the too day. Too much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is good though. But um yeah, no, but for me, I'm I'm just a whiskey guy. Yeah. yeah. Keeping it on the bissy. Yeah, I do like I mean, I love a cocktail. I just don't really get to making them at home. What's been your whiskey here lately? Uh I I'm always partial to the uh, Evan Williams bottle bottled and bond. Yeah, B-I-B. But uh very recently I I had a, a bottle of Dickel number 12. That always good, man. Fucking great. Always good. Just great. Yeah. I've been Mai Tai in here lately. Oh, yeah? Because uh, I had a Mai Tai. Okay, weirdly enough, uh, Kate's esthetician at like her place where they can do like a hair removal and stuff, mm-hmm. they'll also just make you a dang old tiki drink while you're there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so like I was waiting on her, so I had a delicious Mai Tai, and I was mm-hmm. like, why don't I ever fucking make Mai Tais? That makes no sense. Um, I don't know if I've ever had a Mai Tai. I've had a ton of tiki drinks, but right. I don't know if I've ever just gotten a Mai Tai. And that's the thing. is like, If you have, it was probably just some bullshit TGI Fridays. It came in a bag, and it barely has any liquor in it. Right. You know, like that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hit up our good buddy, the notorious RDM, yeah. Roger Dean Miller. And I was like, yo, man, tell me about a Mai Tai. Mm. Tell me about it. And he gave me a couple of kind of recipes and stuff to try. So I've been trying them with some different rums and stuff. But yeah, essentially you got light rum, you got mm. dark rum, you have some um, like a triple sec or a dry curacao in there. You got some lime, uh-huh. and you have some um, fuck. What is that stuff called? It's the bitter almond syrup that you put in a lot. Uh, okay, amaretto. Of, no, no, it's not amaretto. Use it in like a ton of fucking tiki drinks. Right. That and stuff though. That stuff. God uh-huh. damn. I, if I don't say the name, Roger. Roger is like beating on his dashboard. <laughs> Right now, holy shit, I've got to fucking look it up right here. But he gave me a couple of different recipes to try, and dude, they have been getting so fucking good to me. It is just a delicious little cup of booze as a proper tiki cocktail you know, is, of course. It's really weird that you ask, and I didn't think of this, but I did. Or Jot. Oh, I don't know why I could think yeah, of that. Okay. Or Jot, sorry. I did the other night um, when I had that bottle of Dickel, I was just like. I really got into my mind. I wanted uh, uh, to make like an alcoholic sweet tea. Uh, and I have said before, I, there was a, a period when I lived in LA where I was just obsessed with making perfect sweet tea. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So I made my like my recipe of sweet tea and added like a fuck ton of bourbon. <laughs> and yeah, it was fucking awesome. The only thing I think it needs is maybe a shot of orange bitters. Uh, Ooh, in the glass, yeah. like just a little, a little dash bit. of that. So some sweet tea and and whiskey can be really good. It is. My favorite that I found is fucking tea and a good citrus vodka. Uh uh-huh. like yeah, a lemon vodka, the deep eddy or any of those. I add citrus oh. to my tea, so it's like if anybody wants to make awesome tea, Hit listen it. to me right now. This is now. why people listen to horror podcasts. This is why they're like, I need to know if I should watch Thirteen Ghosts. Uh-huh. Also, I'm hoping to pick up a good tea. Yes. concoction. Get yourself 
some good Earl Grey. Not oh. Lipton. I know. Meemaw's across the South are mad as hell. I'm a Louisiana man myself. Yeah. But uh, get you some good Earl Grey. About six bags. Get that bergamot flavor in that shit. Yeah. Get a, get about two cups of, of water and cover it. Let that steep. Then you're going you're gonna to throw in after about, uh, I don't know, what does it take? About 10 minutes to steep? You're going to toss in about half a cup to two-thirds of a cup of a floral honey. Oh, my. And mix that in real good while it's hot. Then hit that with about eight cups of ice. That'll melt down. You probably have about six cups at that point. Then the juice of three lemons. Three lemons. Three good lemons, not some shitty lemons. Get yourself some Meyer lemons if you can. And then top that off a couple cups of bourbon if you'd like lord of mercy or you can add gin a good gin a botanical gin I would go nice really with well with yeah. it yeah especially with an earl gray kind mm-hmm. of thing i don't think i've ever had a cold earl gray i wonder how mad our dead and lobsters are now oh they're probably fucking listeners. fuming but you know it, we're talking about southern sweet tea i've brought in your lovely earl gray and incorporated it but I'm not going to sit here and drink it hot like a weirdo. Hell no. <laughs> it's hot enough down here as it is. Hot as hell. Hell yeah, it is. All right. Well, that sounds like worth a try. So right anyway, there. here we are an hour and 13 minutes into our horror movie podcast talking Woo! about sweet tea. Sweet tea. How about it? And 13, 13, uh, thir- 13 in mm-hmm. ghosts. Ghosts. Is this movie. Yeah, it is this movie. And we are talking about it today. I saw this movie a really long time ago. Kate does not remember seeing this, and but I swear this is one that we got and watched at her parents' house. Hmm, okay. Uh, and rented probably from Food City, probably right. with a big group of people. We were probably all just fucking off and, and you know talking and right, not making out and stuff. Right. So mm-hmm. we probably didn't watch it, watch it. But like, I definitely remember certain things about this. Like, I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the character of the jackal with the cage around the head. Mm-hmm. I remember the guy with all the nails. I remember the naked ghost. Mm-hmm. So it's like I remembered certain things about this, but going into it, I could not have told you anybody that was in it or right. what the movie is about. And now <laughs> that I've watched it, I can tell you who was in it. Right. <laughs> still, I'm working on what it was about. What's though about, right? I'm still working on that one. Maybe yeah. we'll get to the bottom of it here. When's the first time you saw this? Uh, it's been within the time we've had this podcast. Uh, I definitely talked about it whenever it happened because uh, I never wanted to watch it because I thought the title was ridiculous and I was like, "What's the point?" Yeah, I just don't even care. And it was in that age where it's just like most horror movies coming out around this time were pretty shot. Yeah, just wasn't wasn't interested in it at all as far as mainstream stuff goes yes yeah and then like you know i heard it's become more of a cult classic people love it there's a lot of people that are like man i saw this when i was a kid and it scared the shit out of me Mm. i love all the different ghosts like this is definitely one of those ones that has a cult following for sure um and so i watched it and i was like man there is something to this there's something to it that i get why it's stuck with people where other movies probably didn't yeah because it's unique in its own like light it's not amazingly unique but it does have its own sort of aesthetic and it's very it does. steve beck's aesthetic once you watch ghost ship you'll be like oh okay so that's just what this guy does yeah that's kind of his yeah. thing mm-hmm. he's kind of he, he really zeroed in on what his thing is yeah. mm-hmm. really fast yep and it is a oddly specific thing it's true but i think you could pick it out of a crowd yeah and people like it obviously like because both 13 ghosts and ghost ship have a cult following now um and i've watched them both and been like i get it they're not great films no but nobody's claiming they're great films they're just saying they like them 
<laughs> that works. Yeah. You ain't got to justify it. Sure, sure. And this is also uh, based on another movie that came out a long time ago, but I've never seen the original. I watched it um, for this. Uh, William Castle's 1960 13 Ghost. If you know anything about William Castle. Which I don't. Okay. Well, he was a, he was a gimmick guy. Um, there, you know, he, he had a... I can't remember what it's called. The Tingler. That's it. There's a movie called it's The Tingler. It's that guy. Yeah. And th- there, would, there would be those tingling seats yeah. at the theater. Um, so uh, the gimmick of this was kind of a 3D thing. The When the ghosts were on screen, the audience was given a, a, a like little card that had a red strip and blue strip, you know, kind of like 3D, 3D glasses. Yeah. But uh, I think they said, like, if, if you believe in ghosts look through the red strip if you don't believe in ghosts look through the blue strip and if you look through the red strip you can see ghosts in certain scenes that's cool it is that's kind of fun it's a unique kind of fun thing and honestly like the original 13 ghosts is not terrible like i i did not at any point hate it um and i liked those moments though they stay on them for a long time and it's clear that William Castle wasn't giving the people being the ghosts a lot of direction. Mm. So they just kind of keep just sort of standing there and doing whatever movement. Just spooking. Yeah. Just spooking around. Also, one of the ghosts is just Chef Boyardee. (laughs) (laughs) Just it's. It's just there he is. There he is. Chef Boyardee. (laughs) The pizza ball. uh. Uh, He he like he like trashes their kitchen or whatever. Anyway. The ghosts in Thirteen Ghosts, the original, aren't necessarily harmful. Um, they're they're like in the house, but the plot of the movie is that Ben, the lawyer character, just like we have here, yeah, he knows that there's money in the house, and he's trying to find the money. And the family's been left this house. Same same deal. They've been left this house by an uncle they didn't really know, etc. But the uncle ghost is trying to help them find his money. So the ghosts are actually not really bad, but they do end up killing Ben. So the money grubbing lawyer. Yeah. It's it's like a happy ending type of thing. It's not really not really a horror movie so much as just a gimmick movie. But then when you're like, okay, an inherited house, money, ghosts, I'm like, so Haunting of Hill House. Right? Uh, The haunting. Like it's the same (laughs) fucking story, right? Yeah, it is. It, yeah, William Castle wasn't reinventing anything. <laughs> he was just like, that's a good idea. Let's uh, do it again. <laughs> yeah. It also has that weird thing that you see sometimes in like uh, movies from like 40s through the 60s where they'll just have like a producer or the director or something talking before. Oh, I love and it. And after just totally breaking any feeling of immersion at all <laughs> yeah but it, it and it's like him explaining how to use the card it's like this gimmick is so complicated uh-huh. like because 3d glasses you just put on your head and watch the fucking movie whereas this it's like the screen will go blue and then you pick up the card and put it up to your face <laughs> and then the screen will not be blue how are you gonna know you're looking through the fucking card well like, anyway. it's a little bit of a problem yeah I wish that David Lynch would do introductions to all of his movies. Me too. That would be amazing. Actually, you know what? All movies. I also wish David Lynch would make a movie involving one of those cards. Sure. Here's what you're going to do. <laughs> that was my David Lynch. That's the best That's I That's really had. solid. It's, it's like he was in the room. He's here. He's been summoned. So this movie, 
Sounds like it's a little bit different than the original, but you still do have a person who has inherited a house and they go there and it's full of ghosts. And also the glasses thing was ah, yeah. that was in the original. So like they it, it it was like these kind of things that you would see at the optometrist mm-hmm. in in the 60s, but like it it had like the lights and everything like the glasses in this do and and basically him putting them on in the 60s version was it was the indication to use your card. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in this, you know, they put them on. Now we can see the ghost. Yeah. They yeah. they put them on and they look very millennial. They do. <laughs> they do. It looks so much like, like, I, I believe it was X-Files had an episode where it was like they were in a video game and it's like what the late 90s, early 2000s thought a video game would be like deadly accurate yeah and it's kind of the same aesthetic i feel like yeah yeah this is just like it's like why would you need the glasses to have an led light that shines at your eyes into your eyes how's that helping that'd be highly <laughs> irritating it just goes along with how highly impractical all of this guy's entire right. shit is with but a fucking glass house it's cool as hell but it's cool yeah but it makes no sense how you would live there so in this movie, it starts off with some people that are catching some ghosts. They get die. They do get die. They get die. And then you catch up with Dr. Octopus, mm-hmm. who's just inherited this house. And he's poor. And he and goes to the way, the Dr. House. Octopus is Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Right. Who I frequently <laughs> think is Dr. Octopus for reasons I can't even explain. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, tell me he wouldn't look at home, though, with the eight metal arms. Listen, I would. Around. If, if they cast Tony Shalhoub the way Doc Ock, I'd be cool with that. All right, technically, he only has four arms. Right. Yeah. To be an Octopus. Anyway, you know damn well right. what I mean. <laughs> I get you. He's Dr. Octopus. Anyway, so he inherits his house. They go there. Turns out it's a trap full of ghosts, and he needs to... This is where I lose track. Right. <laughs> and the lawyer's up to something, but we'll never find out what that is because he dies like almost instantly. No. And then... And there's a, a hell eye that's going to be open right. for uh, something. And also a lady shows up. And says, I got in, but don't worry, you'll never get out the way I got in, because now it's closed. Just go with it. Go with it. That's a lot of the movie. Go Just with go it. Just go with it. There's a part where, like, it's so, like, blatant. Matthew Lillard has changed from his orange jumpsuit into a suit now, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And Shannon Elizabeth says, hey, weren't you wearing an orange jumpsuit? And Tony Shalhoub says, don't go there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What the fuck happened? What's going on the here? The only explanation I think to some of these is that the script supervisor was there and they had changed Matthew Lillard into this suit for like some scene or whatever and the script supervisor was like, "No, we're shooting this scene now." And they were like, "Well, we don't really have connection for him to be wearing the suit. Just go with it." Just go, "Okay, we'll have the characters call it out ah that way the audience can't call it out exactly yeah yeah if the movie is pointing out its own flaws that means the crowd can't right and it's invincible yes so that that works that works kind of like there's also that scene where just suddenly shan elizabeth's just gone yep she just disappears like where'd she go lunch probably yeah they're like well we still gotta shoot the scene you know what we don't have time so let's just go ahead and shoot it she's gone she's gone because she's gone lunch so Dude, this movie, okay. Again, going into it, I wasn't really sure what I was getting into. Right. 
So I didn't have any idea about the plot or what was going on here. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, we're sitting here watching the movie and we're like, where is this going? Like, I feel like there's this constant exposition, exposition. Here's how mm-hmm. this works. Here's what's going on. Yeah. And we had to like pause it to go let the dogs out. And I paused it, and I was like, literally at the halfway point of the movie, <laughs> halfway through, and I'm like, I still don't really know what's right. going on, like where the drive is here. I think what happened is they had a real cool fucking idea for a like uh, Ghostbuster type of thing that plays out in the opening. And it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, I know. The opening like, kind of had me there. I was yeah. like, this feels like Jurassic Park plus the Frighteners. Right. Yes. Like, even when, like, it's, like, really stylized, a lot of the camera angles and mm-hmm. editing choices are, like, really wacky and weird. And then there's, like, a fucking blood truck that comes yeah. through. I'm like, man, this is, like, so P- cool. Peter Jackson is yeah. fuck. Like, this so is fun. Cool. Yeah. And then I think because they were, like, the pitch was to remake this movie because uh, The Haunting had done good money in 98 mm-hmm. so they were like oh every haunting movie from they the 60s them. we need to redo them uh, so i think that was kind of it like they had this real cool idea but then they also had to shove in all the stuff from the original 13 ghosts so you've got to shove in this like family inheriting the house storyline when you don't need it no. Cut that shit entirely, make it about them capturing these ghosts, and then something fucky happens. Oh, like, wait, but hang on. They have to inherit this house because them and their maid are poor. They're made, and they're poor, yes. Because, <laughs> again, that is shoving shit from 13 Ghosts in because the the house, there, there was a maid at the house who also was a medium, um, and she stayed in the house because she felt connected to the house they basically turned that character into three characters in this a sassy black lady she's a sassy black lady matthew Uh, lillard matthew lillard (laughs) and um uh and uh imbeth davitz (laughs) and of course imbeth is when uh it's a regular beth but a little bit longer Mm, beth yeah Mm, beth Maybe it's like that. So yeah, like they they're they're trying to shove all the shit from the original in and it's like nobody cares about the fucking original. Nobody's going to criticize it being like, "Oh, they changed this thing." No, you changed that classic William Castle oh. 1960 13 ghost that people never shut up about. They ruined it. <laughs> What? What are you talking about? People would have fucking loved uh, Peter Jackson Jurassic Park. Like, what? Maybe it is Jurassic Park. Maybe he's capturing these ghosts to use as attractions in an amusement park. Okay. Fuck. That's interesting. I'm down. They spared no expense at Ghost Park. Ghost Park. Ghost Park. <laughs> I'd watch Ghost Welcome Park. Welcome to Ghost Park. I would totally yeah. watch that fucking yeah. movie. We found ghost DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Demon DNA. <laughs> so, yeah, the the plot of this is really... It's just strange and convoluted from the get-go. You know, where it's like, yeah, okay, you have this intro. There's all this crazy wackadoo shit. You're just yeah. kind of set down in the action. You have no idea what's going on. And then it's like, here's Tony Shalhoub. We're going to pan around his house, which is, uh, you know, dilapidating as the camera pans around. Right. Here's some audio of his wife dying in a house fire. Now he's sad. Also, he's posted all his past due bills on the wall, so we know he hasn't been paying his bills. (laughs) What? 
a weird form of exposition yeah. this is. Mm-hmm. What a weird way to explain. And also, too, I love that it starts with like Shannon Elizabeth, who is, and, and as she was during this time period, she's definitely like 16 going on 36. I have no yeah, fucking yeah. idea how old Her she is. Her age is real hard to determine. We know she's over 18 because. American Pie was in 98 and she was nude in that. Yeah. But she looks the same. Same here? Every time you see her in a movie, she looks the same. But she's like playing with her little brother who's obviously a little tiny kid and she's like, you're the best little brother ever. I can say that as your big sister who is (laughs) older than you and a girl. Like the exposition is just like what the fuck they throw are you in so kidding? much exposition, but never add in a line as to why it is they have a maid when they can't pay their bills. They can't pay their bills, but they can hire a sassy black lady. Also, too, again, this is where I'm like, how the fuck old is Shannon Elizabeth in this? Because if they're that poor, uh-huh. and Shannon is as old as she looks, it's like she, she can could, take care. Yeah, of that, drive that kid to school. Like, yeah. She What's is going on? A year younger than Raw Digga, who plays the, the, maid. the maid. What the fuck yeah. then? So, uh, yeah, it makes no sense. Like it really is just trying to shove the the original premise into what could be a different, better movie. I think if I would have been them, and if I would have been that destitute and poor and shit, like I just would have like pulled up to this house I just inherited and be like, oh wow, this is crazy. Uh, when can we get it on the market? Let's just fucking go ahead and sell it. Yeah. Why would you want to live there? Okay, so this is the thing <laughs> that doesn't make sense because they brought in so much unnecessary shit from the original, but they didn't bring in the fact that it attached to inheriting the house was the uh, premise that if they leave the house, they can't sell it. It will uh, revert to the state of California who will then turn it into uh, a park. Okay, so which An- doesn't Anthony all Kiedis. make sense, but at the very least, it's like, oh well, that's why they can't sell the house. Whereas in this, okay, it's like right, they yeah. can just sell this fucking. Yeah, there's house. no reason they couldn't. Yeah, they don't the have fuck? to even go to the house. They could just be like, we inherited a house. It's nowhere near where we live right now. Okay, well we we'll need to sell that since we can't uproot our entire lives to move to a house. Yeah, like that, uh, I it don't makes know. no fucking makes sense, no sense, man. And the thing about it is too is that. Okay, you've got these people, which the entire cast is basically our little our little family. We mm-hmm. got Tony Shalhoub, we got Shannon Elizabeth, we got the kid, the uh, podcaster kid. Yeah, and, Ma- and Maggie is the maid. Is the and maid? Then, yeah, and there's then Ben the lawyer. Ben the lawyer, uh, and then uh, what's what's his Matthew name? Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Dennis Rafkin. He shows up when they show up at the house. Convenient because uh, yeah, it's like the middle of the night too. And he's already got a plan. Like, how did he know they were going to be there? I don't fucking know. Anyway. doesn't even matter. But it's like, you've got this limited number of characters that are all kind of vital to keep the story moving. So yeah. that means they're they're not really going to get killed. Like, there's right. not really a lot of kills in here once we get to no. the house. And ben, Ben's kill, while cool... Fucking cool. ...comes way too early and before... Like, he just seems shady. We don't figure out what his shade is. No. So, like, give us some time to hate him. I know. And then kill him. That would make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's a great kill. There's some cool kills in the intro, too. Yeah, there are. There's yeah. that one feller, what gets folded? Yeah, folded in half backwards. I know that that, uh, that bad guy from the Rocketeer loved that scene. <laughs> he loves folding. Yeah. Also, uh, Jason Voorhees. 
he folded that that sheriff in half. That's too. true, man. Yeah. So I think both of those two, they were sitting on uh, their futon and they was doing origami. Yeah. And they probably both seen that part and they high fived. Also, horny folks that like to get folded in half. Folded. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It is a thing. Uh-huh. And New Yorkers was a big slice. Oh damn. I'm walking here and folding my pizza. I'm folding the pizza. Yeah. It's in the water. <laughs> yeah. They say. They say. They yeah. say. It's known. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's like we kind of have this big gulch in the movie where we've seen some cool stuff. But then, then nothing. There's kind of nothing for a yeah. long time. There's it's people just, like getting physically assaulted by ghosts and kind of getting beat up a little yeah. bit and thrown around. But, like, there's no real impending sense of danger. And, no. hell, even that, like... First kill that we see uh, in the house of the lawyer, Ben, and ain't even a ghost killing him. No. It's highly impractical house design for right? killing him. He's killed by the house. The house is just shifting, and he happens to be standing in a place. They damn near should have called this movie, and honestly, now that I think about it, because even whenever our main baddie, Twist, dies at the end, he dies from impractical house design as he's spinning yeah. gears and shit. Uh-huh. This movie just should have been called Dangerous House. <laughs> Danger House. Danger House. Yeah. Only instead of the E in danger, it's 13. Yeah. Dane 13 your Dane house. Your house. Yeah. It would have made more sense. Because really, like, seriously, the coolest kill in the movie. Yeah. It's the fucking house the killing house did him. it. Yeah. That's the it. The damn Hogwarts ass design, everything changing. That's a problem, too. <laughs> it is some Hogwarts ass design. Yeah. So, like, the, the actual set design mm-hmm. of all these glass walls with their so fucking cool. papyrus font damn spells <laughs> written all over them. I think it's just the Lord's Prayer, is, is all it is. Lame. Yeah, it's super lame. They should have wrote it in Wingdings. That would have been cool. That would have been awesome. Wingdings. But anyway, like, you got this glass house. All the walls you can see through, everything's like shifting all the time. Mm-hmm. Walls are moving, staircases are moving, yada yada. But it's cool, but it also kind of like destroys any sense of like location in the movie. Right. I, I never know where anybody is no. at any point. Like yeah. we've talked about movies like Die Hard that do that really well, where mm-hmm. like there's a little flag post here and there to let yeah, you know, let where, you know in the where he is in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's like in this, I never have any fucking clue where anybody right. is, how close they are to the other characters, right. how far away they are. You just don't fucking know. And we see it from the exterior. I mean, it's it's a bigger house than average, but knowing on the interior that it's all glass walls, it would just be like, well, you'd see. Like, to film it, they had to make sure everybody was wearing black and nobody was moving on set or you might get, you know, somebody in a, a reflection on the glass in the I shot. I thought about the impracticality yeah. of filming this. It had to be a fucking pain in the ass. So if that's the case when you're on set, you have to be thinking, well, these characters would see each other. Surely. No matter where they're at. Because the floors are glass. <laughs> the floors are glass, too. Like... Why do they not see each other? Look up, down, left, or right. We'll probably find them eventually. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah, That is kind of stupid. So they get to this house, and it is inhabited by Haints and Boogers. Yep, they got Haints, they got Boogers. Haints and Boogers, just a plenty. And Mm -hmm. I will say, they look fucking rad. They do. The character designs is all... Like, Steve Beck apparently, like, brought these backstories and got some, like pretty broad character design done and then brought it to K&B who did the effects. Uh, Howard Berger took the lead on this one. Um, And and they, you know, had so much to work with. These designs, like, they're all practical. So this is like seven-hour makeup applications and shit, too. Like, 
Like that that entire the the naked lady. I don't believe she's actually nude. I believe that is all uh, an appliance. Yeah. I mean, she's naked under there, but that's true of anybody wearing clothes. Hell, all of us. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> what in the hell? But hers, hers was the longest. I would think like the the nail one seems like it would be the longest, but hers took like seven hours to apply. God damn, yeah. that's awful. Yeah, but like it looks really good. All it these does? ghosts yeah. look very fucking cool. It's like awesome. it's definitely. Uh, you know, the most edgy uh, Happy Meal toy potential yes. that's ever existed. Oh, my gosh. That'd be a sick action figure line That's what we would give out at the Happy Meals at our Argento uh, Italian oh, yeah. restaurant. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, except if you just kept getting the torso over and over. No, that'd be kind of no. boring. God damn it, I got the torso again. 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 The torso is great, though. I mean, they got a, a double amputee to play him, but then, like, you know, green screened out the head. His head so that that stump is cgi and it i mean it looks good some of the cgi in this is very noticeable but, but that me, looks good i've seen my fair share of stumps <laughs> yeah and that's a good stump. that's a good looking stump right there good it looking is. stump man it, yeah they, they do look cool man i mean mm-hmm. there's there's some of them that that stand out of my head i think that jackal character with like uh-huh. the cage around yes. the head busted really out really cool very fucking cool mm-hmm. and even just the way that 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 actor like portrays it is like really savage and uh-huh. crazy and fucking intense yeah um We've got the the so-called great child <laughs> and the the mom. What was her name? Uh, what is she? The 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 the, the boogie do the divine or the, what divine is mother? dire mother dire, dire mother. Yes. Oh my! Sorry, <laughs> that was so hard for I me. I mean, to- a dire wolf is bigger than right. a regular wolf. This dire mother seems smaller she than a regular tiny. mom. Yeah, she's smaller than a mom. So the DVD has backstories for all like all of the characters they're about a minute long each and And you can find them on the youtube you can they're up on youtube uh i recommend it especially if you watch this and we're like i like this and i don't know why yeah it does add some cool like characterization that i think the movie needed more of i think the movie needed those backstories way more than it needed the family storyline absolutely so because the ghosts are really like the star of the fucking movie for sure yeah um, yeah, that extra content is really, really fun. Yeah. A lot of it is very cheesy and like oh, over dramatically yeah. uh-huh. written, of yeah. course. Uh, but you can watch those on YouTube and it is cool. It really reminded me a lot of like the the character explanations and backgrounds and stuff and the, the Twisted Metal games for some yeah, reason. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Like they, they do those little vignettes about uh-huh. like this yeah. is where Axel got his arms cut off mm-hmm. and now he's between these two wheels. Cackle, cackle. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that in a way. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that. But and the it, thing about it is when you watch those, you find out most of these ghosts aren't even necessarily bad people. Nope. <laughs> Most of them got murdered by somebody else. Yes. Those are the bad people. Yes. Like, the, I mean, the hammer, okay, so the, <laughs> the hammer and um, the juggernaut kill Matthew Lillard and the jackal attacks uh, uh, Shannon, Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. But all the rest of them aren't evil, so they're not, like, trying to hurt anybody necessarily that kid that has a damn arrow going through his head like got murdered by some other kid yeah he didn't do any like they're not evil and that's the thing like in the original they're not evil like at all oh um in this some of them are evil um but it it, they they're like motivations don't make a lot of sense like 
the hammer wasn't a bad guy in life. His family was lynched. Yeah. And then he got revenge and then the town did that to him. Like, yeah, he's basically Candyman. Yeah, but then he helps kill Matthew Lillard for some reason. Why? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. What's Man, his motivation? I fucking hate this guy. Yeah, fuck that fuck guy. Fuck this guy. Also, it seems like if you don't put the glasses on, you're safe. You're probably okay. Yep. <laughs> And also, too, like you put the glasses on and you don't even really see them that good. They're constantly flashing in and, in yeah. and out and doing all kinds of crazy what shit. What is that? What's the point? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. No. No. It doesn't at all. But so, the, the creature designs themselves are cool, and I do recommend watching, yeah, the, the bonus stuff yeah, that you can find cool. on YouTube. I mean, it adds to it, but that's the thing is that the movie should have that. The movie kind of needed it. Yeah. And instead, like... That's the thing that's fucking annoying too. If we get that that one big explanation about like, oh, it's the the fucking uh, the the black uh, what's it called? Oh, the the black, the black zodiac. zodiac. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you've got the firstborn child to hire mother. Blah blah blah. Then like fifteen minutes later, they run them down again. Yeah, like all thirteen of them again. Yeah, they. I. It's just so much exposition. But nothing's but really nothing, explained. Nothing is really explained, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Because at the end of the day, okay, I still don't know what was going to happen after the, after Cyrus, yeah. um, went through his insanely elaborate plot uh-huh. of faking his own death, and then wearing his fake death makeup for weeks. I guess, dude, what the <laughs> fuck was up with that? Like, it took me a second in the movie because, okay, in the movie, whenever, you know, we see Cyrus, quote, die uh-huh. at the start of the flick. Yeah. Which, by the way, who's he even performing that for? No idea. There's Matthew Lillard and there's the woman who's already in on the plot anyway. Right. So why is he even faking that? I don't know. And then later on, he shows <laughs> up. put that together. <laughs> it, makes it makes no, no sense. sense. What the fuck? And so then later on, whenever you see him in the house and he's still got like his throat cut and stuff, it's like, oh, that's cool. He's a ghost or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, oh, she, you know, what's her name that showed up, took off the glasses and could still see him. You're like, Kalina Retzia, you mean? Oh, you the mean most normal name? ever? Normal name. Yeah. yeah. Ford Prefect and Kalina. <laughs> Re- oh, my God. The names in this movie are stupid yes. as shit. So anyway, she takes off the glasses, can still see him. And it's like, oh, he's not a ghost. That was kind of a cool mm-hmm. twist. It was. But then you go. Yeah, why is he still wearing his fucking fake neck cut application and his bloody shirt? And why? Why? What was that to remind us that like he faked his death? Why don't you just like say that out loud? I mean, it's obvious, it's clear. But the thing is, I didn't realize that. I've seen this movie so many times. I was just like, oh, I guess he's different dead. <laughs> he's different ghost. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like that's entirely possible when. Uh, Tony Shalhoub's uh, wife is a ghost, and she has really badly done prosthetic burn right. face. Her burns on her face were terrible looking. And she has an IV, even though we're told she died in a fire. Fuck, she does, doesn't yeah. she? Why does she have an sense. IV? And then later on, she's all healed up and just normal mom looking. So right. it does follow the logic of the movie that, like, hey, he's a different ghost. But no, he's alive. Nope. He's just wearing his dead clothes. <laughs> Also, too, like, this guy's such a fucking mastermind genius, and his entire plot is, like, okay, I've managed to capture 
these 12 ghosts that fit this special black Zodiac thing from mm-hmm. all over the country, which would have been a more interesting movie than yes. this. Like just watching a prequel of him and Matthew Lillard catching ghosts. Be I'd cool. watch that on Netflix. That's Be very a cool. 13 episode series right For there. Sure. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he gets where he's like, all right, 12 out of 13. Now I only need one more. Hmm. Well, my nephew's wife just died in a fire. Yeah. And I captured her ghost. I should also fake my death, have him inherit the house, trap him in the house, and have someone else convince him that he needs to kill himself in order to become a ghost in my house. That way I can do the thing. <laughs> like, boy, howdy. That's your fucking plan? And, and what do you need? You need someone in grief? To die? Why does that have to be your nephew? Your nephew? There's so many people grieving. Just find another person. All the time. What It's the so fuck? easy. You don't have to go through this like, yeah, trick him into inheriting my yeah. house. Where will I find a grieving ghost? Hmm. Like everywhere that's haunted. Yeah, probably yeah. everywhere. It's not that hard. Jesus. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no fuck. And what yeah. was the fucking hell eye or what? A, Oculus Infernum. Yeah, what was, was it going to do? What was it going to do? I, they don't. Like, they don't establish the stakes. The stakes no. are, like, indiscernible to us. We have no idea what's happening. It it really is just, like, the movie gets by on aesthetic and vibes. It really is just, like, you keep watching it because you're like, well, it looks cool. It does look yeah. cool. <laughs> and that's the thing. Aesthetic and vibe is really all that it has, yeah. which makes it weirdly okay and fun to yeah. watch while you have on and you're just like on your fucking phone yeah because if you pay attention to it it falls apart oh, instantly so you, if you do a podcast on it right it definitely don't hold up <laughs> it doesn't but if you're just watching it it's like yeah, it's fun i'm having a good time cool stuff there's loud noises there's cool looking yep. ghosts mm-hmm. somebody got beat up somebody died yeah whatever i yeah I, it works for that it does work for that and that that like it's it's insane to me to think that, like I mean, looking at it, the the entire glass house set and like the ghosts and the makeup and stuff and the CGI, I I I'm thinking you know this is probably not a cheap movie, but it, it costs forty two million dollars. That's to a make. fucking lot of movie. That's <laughs> a so lot of money. I said a lot of movie. It is a lot of movie. It's a whole a lot, lot of, of movie. It's a whole lot of Rosie. <laughs> I, the thing is that if they had not spent that much money, this movie made $68 million in the box office. Jesus. That means a ton of people saw this. It's not a success because the budget was too fucking high. Yeah. You didn't need the CGI crazy engine thing. You didn't need that. They kept showing that shit over and over and Just over. Just didn't need it. And I guarantee, because it was, you know, 2001, that cost a, a ton of money. Yeah, probably. Uh, and it's just not worth it. Some of the CG, it. I will say, especially considering when this was made, is not that bad. No, it's not bad, and that—that's why I think it—it it was a huge portion of the budget because it's not bad. No, they—they they obviously got people who knew what they were doing. It's just why I know when I think everything it, else is practical. Just like the, why the spot that I noticed it the most is when. Uh, what's her name? M. Deborah or whatever. <laughs> M. Beth. Whenever yeah. she gets like squished between. The two, yeah. which again, that's a house kill. That's not that even a ghost a kill. kill. It's, yeah, it's an unsafe home. She gets squished <laughs> between those glass panes, and like, there's some like CGI like warping to make her look like she's being squished. Yeah, that's pretty obvious, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say exactly looks good. Also, how lame is it, dude? Like, yeah, they're in the house, they're trying to find the kids, yada yada. She shows up, explains she snuck in, whatever. Somehow, but the 
that way is closed now. Yeah. And then we find out that there's this twist where she loved Cyrus and is doing his bidding. Right. But then she like dies immediately afterwards. Well, not not before delivering a ton of exposition of to course. explain her sudden turn right before dying. Very important. Otherwise, yeah. we would have been confused. Yeah. We would have been like, what the fuck? Why? Instead, she explains it. So you go, oh, oh the fuck. What the fuck? Ah, yeah. the fuck. There, there's the fuck. <laughs> there's the fuck. There's the fuck, you say. <laughs> so fucking stupid, man. Also, Tony Shalhoub, worst dad ever. Yeah. He just keeps losing track of them kids, but then also killing time. And uh-huh. Just chilling. Where them kids go? Where are my kids? I don't know. I'll relax. You got your podcast kid. You got your unsure age daughter yeah. kid. And then you have your nanny who I guess her job seems to be to stay right next to that kid all the time. Because if she doesn't, he disappears. Vanishes that yeah. kid. He's one of them vanishing children you heard about. <laughs> you do hear about him. You hear about him. You do, him. yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah the, the whole family dynamic doesn't make much sense. And also, yeah, the, those Shannon Elizabeth, I be- would believe, is Tony Shalhoub's daughter. I'd get that. She, okay. uh, this actually is the first movie made by a major American studio to star three Arab Americans. Oh, really? Tony Shalhoub, F. Murray Abraham, and Shannon Elizabeth. All right. But the kid doesn't look doesn't look like anything. he would be yeah. their no, not child, at all. the child of those people or her like brother. Him. Yeah. Uh-uh. It, it would make more sense if he was just like... I adopted these three people for some reason. Yeah, that would make more sense. Yeah, because yeah. then you wouldn't have to explain why you have a nanny when you can't pay your bills. <laughs> well, of course, not a thing they try to explain. I'll tell you what I wish I would have explained. Shan Elizabeth has this thing mm-hmm. where I see her and I'm looking at her and I can see her teeth, but I'm not <laughs> going to say she's smiling. It's true. She's one of those people that does a smile, but she's not really smiling. Right, yeah. It's strange. (laughs) It's an oddly specific thing, but you know it when you see it. Yes, it's true, yeah. And to correct you, Maggie has two jobs. She has to stay by the kid or else he vanishes, Uh and to deliver sassy black woman dialogue. Yeah, it really is just like the script said generic sassy black woman line. Like it's it really there's no there's nothing to the character except for just sassy black. She's woman. so and she shows up to the house and sees all the glass walls and just like as a reminder, Maggie doesn't do windows. Miss Maggie, Miss Maggie, Miss don't Maggie. do windows. Yeah, uh-huh. which is I mean, Miss Maggie is not something anyone has called her up to this point. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> now she does save the day though by doing that remix on those Latin chants that are pumping through that the house makes, for some reason again it's like it's all this like subtle racism right we're like yeah she's she is adjusting dials that would maybe you know lower the reverb or something but it's making it sound like she's scratching records yeah because they're like remember this is a rapper yeah, yeah. and it's like don't worry we're not gonna forget she's, <laughs> she's not much of an actress she has the closing line in the movie yeah and then the soundtrack, when it hits the credits, goes to her rapping. Her rapping, yeah. Uh-huh. Flip mode squad. Flip mode squad, yeah. And, and and listen, I love when a movie ends on a rap, specifically when it's a rap, just recounting the entire movie. Fuck yeah. Uh, so that, that was fine to me. 
right. But giving her the closing line, like, it's like they they thought she was the comic relief of the movie. And it's like, well, you didn't write her any funny lines. No. Like, she's delivering them the way you want them delivered, which is generic, sassy black woman. But you're not giving her anything funny to say. You're just like... Nothing to work with. It's like you you watched, uh, uh, you know, uh, an episode of uh, 227 and just wrote down Jack A's lines. Actually, if you did that, it would be funnier. Probably better. Yeah, it would be funnier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I... it really doesn't make a lot of sense what they're doing with that character, but none of none of the characters make sense. Really, nah, not really. No, I mean we just got grieving, grieving dad who I don't know. Like I, it's Tony Shalhoub, so he's sympathetic. Like yeah. instantly, he's just got a sympathetic face. But like they just don't. There's not really like moments of him grappling with his wife's death really it's just like he brings it up at, as a bummer moment he calls his own son the boy the boy yeah well the majority of the movie's like well we got to go find that boy yeah <laughs> that's well maybe that maybe there is an underlying like story that his wife cheated on him ain't and no that, son of mine it is not his kid maybe and that's, that's why he point. doesn't look okay i mean maybe we might have just made this movie cooler <laughs> Might be that. I don't know. This movie could have been so much better, like, honestly, without a lot of change. Yeah. You you could still keep the family storyline or whatever. Just give a a better explanation. Explain some reasoning why they can't just instantly sell it. Or, like, throw in the you have to stay there one night from a different movie entirely. But, like, just throw it in there. Nobody's going to give a shit. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It could have used just some good Peter Jackson style levity and fun yes. if they want to take it more that way. Fun. Yeah. It needs some more like yeah, good gross out stuff. Give me a give me a ghost popping out and puking mm-hmm. on somebody's face or something. Because in reality, most of these characters don't get killed by the ghost at all. Right. Like, give me something that these ghosts fucking do. Yeah, I mean, you have Matthew Lillard, and he doesn't. He has like a few funny moments. Yeah, there are like but a few things in here that are kind why of funny. are you getting Matthew Lillard and not giving him more to work with? Like, because yeah. he he can make anything better just by Matthew Lillarding. Yeah, which so, he does frequently. In yeah, this movie. but like they just again like it, it need it's like the the screenplay needed a pass by somebody who could put some jokes in it, put some actual like funny lines into it. Like, because there's you know he says like, uh, he says like. The entire uh, try the entire tricorder or something, and it's just like making up gibberish words. And it's like okay, that was something. And then like he tries to do some like sort of sarcastic stuff later when everybody's like, for some reason, half the lines are people like reminding us what they're doing, right? And then like if he's in the scene when they say that line, he says something snarky back to them each time, like basically reminding us that he matthew lillard is better than this <laughs> it's basically what it is yeah it gets kind of meta at that yeah. point it's true. And it's true he is <laughs> i'll tell you what could have been a whole lot better about this movie man and honestly the thing that really does keep it from being a i know this is garbage but i can just turn it on and tune out yeah. and just relax and have a good time watching it uh dude that editing and that sound design uh-huh is out of fucking control. It's too much. 
Dude, like, take a fucking shot every time you see a ghost and it's paired with a crazy soundtrack stab of, like, a reverse scream. Right. Yeah, right. Thing like that. Like, it's like every fucking five seconds, there's, like, multiple stuttering frames, uh-huh. flashes of light, sparks. Or when Matthew Lillard has his, his visions. Oh, my oh, God, that dude. That is just so disorienting. It's taking you on a seizure with yes. him, I guess. Yeah. Ugh. I just have this idea that the... What was the director's name? Uh, Steve Beck. They were asking him about like how the scene should look, where it's like, okay, there's going to be a ghost in the scene. How should it look? And he's like, I think you should have the ghost, and it's like, ah, and then it, it flashes, and it's like, <laughs> somebody's just there with a notepad. Got like, it. All yes. Right. And yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Which well, also leads me to think that the director is actually like three six-year-old boys standing on each other's shoulders <laughs> in like a trench coat. I mean, they. They have some pretty cool ideas, though. <laughs> They're cool. They're fun. But, dude, I swear to God, especially during some of the like really action-intense moments of the movie, it just will not sit still for right. even half of a fucking second. Yeah. You're just bombarded with flashing frames, mm-hmm. really out-of-context, crazy sound effects and shit. It's super 2000s in that way, honestly, now that I'm yeah. thinking about it. That just is sensory overload, yeah. right? Just absolutely, like, you're gonna develop epilepsy you said you watched this on headphones that had to be (laughs) hellish fucking worst but i had to do it because i read people like you know the people's comments on sound design and stuff and i was like well i I don't always notice that stuff i'll put these headphones on and it was just like oh this is crazy what the fuck are you doing it is so overwhelming dude like there's no way that you can have this movie on at any reasonable volume and like Mm. carry on a conversation no or just hang out or read a book or do yeah. something else cool. Right. <laughs> Again, this is a have it on while you do something else movie for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to do something else when it doesn't want you to do that for no. sure. No. Yeah. It's like, hey, look. Hey, look. <laughs> look over here. What's with the flares, by the way? Okay, they don't really do a great job of explaining that, but they're apparently they're quicksilver flares and uh, the undead are. Uh, repelled by this. But you never really see that. You just see somebody like throwing a flare down a hall and yep. they're like, should be good now. Yep. That's it. <laughs> Why? Nothing. And nothing like there's no like react. The ghosts just like aren't on screen anymore. It's not like the ghosts are like, oh, fuck. Not yeah. quite silver. Not that. Yeah. They're just not there. My weakness. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> it's really, really dumb. Yes. Do you think that... Okay, and this is kind of a point of contention with me where I'm like, okay, the ghosts are the coolest part. Yeah. Did the ghosts get too much screen time to be cool and scary? Do you think they were in there too much? I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't think of them as scary, honestly. I don't think of this movie as scary at all. No, 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 I don't. But I could see a, I could see a kid watching it and like certain images sticking with them yeah totally but yeah no it, it does it does feel like like even though the makeup is great and whatnot the character designs feel like a haunted house at a carnival pretty much yeah yeah so there's not even a lot of continuity exactly between the ghosts like there's yeah. the one guy who he's got like the kind of prosthetic chin i think it's the the juggernaut yeah guy. Juggernaut, uh-huh. he looks more like somebody from nightbreed yes uh-huh Whereas the jackal looks like somebody from something else. The guy with all the nails in his head yeah. looks like that's a different movie. Uh-huh. Like there's not even really necessarily a lot of continuity between all the no. ghosts. It makes them stand out. It makes them unique, I guess. Sure. But then they only focus on a few of them. 
Yeah. Like, so many of them don't get any sort of time, no, really. No, the, the, the woman who's, like, in the stocks or whatever. Right, like, yeah. I, I don't know. The torso, what's he do? Like He's a torso. He just is torso. Yeah. I guess that's his thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's like, it really focuses on, yeah, the guy with the nails, uh, the juggernaut, the jackal, na- the naked lady. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Also, oh, my God, dude. Fuck. Let me ask you this. Okay. Whenever you travel and go to a new place, uh-huh. is the first thing you do... Fill up the bathtub so you can splash your face with water. <laughs> like I was watching that scene, dude, and I was like, okay, part of me is like, this is really cool. Like she yeah. doesn't know there's this ghost in this bathtub full of blood. Which would be tense if the ghost did anything to her. Or if her actions made any goddamn sense. Yeah. Why would you fill up the bathtub to splash your face with water? Was she going to take a bath when they just got there? And wait, was the naked ghost the only one that was like, oh, we're out of our cages. I'm going to go upstairs. Fuck. None of the others did. None All of the, the other ones did. down in the basement. <laughs> like, God what? damn it. That makes Why? no sense. It makes I didn't no even sense. think about that. And, and like, it, it's so early in the movie to tell us, oh, don't worry. The ghosts aren't going to, like, hurt them. Because... She's right there next to this lady, and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Nothing. And she can't even see her and get spooked because yeah, she doesn't so have the glasses on. She's not spooked by it. We're supposed to feel that it's tense, but then when nothing happens, it's like, okay. Guess it was nothing. Guess that doesn't matter at all? Okay. <laughs> what? What the fuck is this movie, dude? And then at the end, the ghosts escape, and we're sp- what are we supposed to feel about that? One of those ghosts killed 31 people as a ghost. As a ghost. As already a ghost. Dead. Like, what? That can't be something good. This is not good. I mean, as we said, a lot of these are just people that got murdered by somebody else. Right, like, fine. They should be Be free. Yeah, but... Some of these are bad news bears. Mm -hmm. For sure. Dude, it's it's so weird because I knew going into this that you were like, yeah, it's dumb, but I enjoy this Mm -hmm. movie. And, like, while I was watching it, I was like, I can... I can see what yeah. you mean, where it's like, yeah, there's cool-looking characters. Mm-hmm. The set is really cool. Yeah. There's just something even about the color palette of the movie. Yeah, it's like just it. like somehow visually cool mm-hmm. to me. It's not like when we started getting into that, like everything is grimy and teal right. era. Yeah. Um, there's something about this movie that is visually fun and mm-hmm. appealing, despite it making no sense and just being this sensory overload of editing yeah. and sound design that's just fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I still, even after picking it apart and saying, no, it's dumb, I'll, I'll watch, it, still again watch it again and still have fun. <laughs> I get it, man. I wouldn't be super pissed if this was on again. Nope. I don't know if it's one that I'll necessarily go and like seek out. No. I. This is probably now the last time I will try to like put it on. <laughs> but if somebody else is like, oh, we're going to watch 13 Ghosts, I'll be like, cool. See you later. <laughs> I'm out. Fuck you. Later, tater. No. I, I would definitely watch it if somebody else put it on, but I, I'm not going to put it on again. I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it is it is dumb and bad, and now it'll <laughs> re- very much irritate me that none of it makes sense. Yeah, that's the thing, too, is like we've <laughs> kind of uncovered so many things just through talking about it. I'm like, wait, God damn it, none of that made any sense. <laughs> like, yeah, whenever I watch it again one day, it will probably just irritate me. Mm-hmm. You got any other thoughts about this flick? No. Um, damn it. Uh, we just shouldn't we shouldn't do movies that we like that we know we're bad because then it's just like fuck Put your shit on it now i now i know it's bad and like i can't not 
know it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a problem, I guess. Yeah. But you know what? It is bad. I still enjoy the concepts of it and the and the aesthetic and stuff. So like for me, for ranking it, um, it's not it's not terribly far down there, but I, I'd say like a three, maybe, because of I enjoyability and, and just the character designs and stuff. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a brain turn off. Yeah. Again, the the effects and stuff and the character design really, really, really does sell this movie. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to say about yeah, it's like one-dimensional grieving dad. Yeah. Shannon Elizabeth being Shannon Elizabeth mm-hmm. in a movie. Yep. Podcaster kid has no personality. None. Sassy black maid uh, woman. Do- there's nothing really to her. Nothing, yeah. Like, at all. So it's like there's really nothing to the main characters. No. It's really all about Matthew Lillard and ghosts. In which case, you could just watch Scooby-Doo. That's true. And uh, uh, better character, better performance, better CGI. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Either way, probably should just watch Scooby Doo. You instead. probably should just watch Scooby Doo, though. Yeah. I'm going to go with three right there with you. Yeah. I think solid. three seems pretty good, man. Pretty good. I look forward to hearing your all's thoughts about this uh, movie? Question mark? Motion picture? Motion picture? Over on our Facebook group. Be sure to hang out over there and follow us on all other social medias. You can find our Link Tree page. Uh-huh. It's not hard. Dead and lovely Link Tree. Just Google that shit. Yeah, you'll find you'll get it. it. Mm. You'll find it. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Also, if you enjoy the show and want to help support it, there's two things you can do. One is rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It just takes a second. I need more. I need more reviews. I go to bed every night. I just, I'm like, maybe, maybe today, maybe today we'll have a review. Please, sir. May I, may I have some more reviews? You want more? I'd like to have some more reviews, please. I'll give you a review. One star. They take too long to get to the movie. (laughs) Damn it. Okay, maybe not that review. But yeah, go on there, rate and review the podcast. Also, support us on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Uh, Head on over there, become a patron on any level. You get access to our exclusive episodes. I mentioned the Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 1. Strange Things. Is up there. Uh, become a patron on $5 level. You get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl that Ooh. we draw from the smoking bowl. And then we cover the movie that we drew from the smoking bowl. We did it last week. We'll do it again in a few weeks. That's right. Yep. So head on over there. Support the show and be sure to tune in next time when we're talking about a movie that is going to be a first time watch for me. And you've mm-hmm. talked about it many times on the show. So I am excited yeah. to check this one out. What are we doing? Troll. Troll. Yeah. I'm excited uh, because we've, you know, We've done our Harry Potter's uh, episodes. Fuck J.K. In case this is your first episode, we don't. Wait, J.K. Simmons? He's great. No, J.K. Simmons is wonderful. J.K. Rowling can eat a dick. Different J.K. In a bad way, though. Not in a positive way. (laughs) Not in a positive way. Yeah. Not a positive dick. Like a fetid dick. A negative dick. Yeah. uh Not a clean dick. Yeah. So uh, uh, we, you know, we do, do our Harry Potter things, and I've mentioned trolls so many times, and I, I I'm glad we're finally gonna get you seeing the yes. things that she definitely stole from this kind of obscure. I mean, people talk about Troll Two all the time. Yeah, people know that as one. like the worst movie ever made, but most people haven't seen the original that it is not in any way a sequel to Mm -hmm. it's like how people are always all concerned about boys to men and it's like have you ever heard boys one men boys one men they're great yeah original oh man dude it's totally different Mm -hmm. boys to men's just a sequel it's cash grab total cash grab boys to men cash grab yep boys one men the original the innovators 
Boys, boys, one man, one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to tune in next time. We'll be talking about Troll. I look forward to watching yeah. this one because I know that it's going to be a ridiculous good time. Yeah, and it's also got, um, uh, 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 what's her name? Elaine Bennis. Uh, fuck. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Damn, Elaine's in there. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm doubly excited. So be sure to tune in next week for the newest installment of Dead and Lovey. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I've been Uncle Ben. I've been Hollywood Steve. And we've been Dead and Lovely. Goodbye. Bye. So I know a lot of people know Tony Shalhoub from his acting career. Right. But what they they don't know is that he's really diversified his interests and he's actually got a number of side hustles. Oh yeah. You know, bringing in the bringing in the bacon there. Okay. To pay those bills. A lot of people don't know about this. Uh, what what's he do? He has a line of um intimacy products. Oh yeah. That he uses for uh, uh he sells these for personal lubrication. Okay. They're called Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. Uh-huh. He's got his line of sex mm-hmm. products. Does it have his face on it? Yeah. Just to really... Get you in the mood. Get you in the mood, yeah. Remind you of where that lube came from. <laughs> lube don't grow on trees. It comes from it comes Tony, from Tony. Shalhoub. He makes it himself. He makes it, yeah. Oh, no. Uh-huh. It's like a secretion of his. <laughs> got that Tony Shalhoub. Got all these damn Tony Shalhoub puddles collecting all over this place. Might as well start bottling the stuff. It's slicker than hell. That explains some things because he he's played several aliens in the past. Yeah, is he an alien? He's goopy. It's possible. He's also got a line of uh, this is a really interesting one, very different from his other ventures. Okay, he's got a line of guided tours through famous European uh, art museums called Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> <laughs> he's a man of the arts. He's a cultured man. <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, I would love, honestly, for Tony Shalhoub to take me on a tour of art museums throughout Europe. Oh, it'd be fantastic. Sounds Sounds amazing. Yeah, that's why the business is going so well, as well as his other business for aspiring um, winter athletes that have Mm -hmm. nowhere to train or practice. Yeah. He has uh, his training grounds called Tony (laughs) Shalhoub. Where, you know, you can you can train for the Winter Olympics. Especially heard, in luge. I mean, I, I've heard <laughs> th- this hasn't opened yet, but I heard he does have in the works. He's diversifying his lubrication yeah. to doing oil changes. <laughs> Tony Shatire and lube. That's good. That's handy. Yeah. I mean, everybody needs that. Yeah. <laughs> All these things, man. Way to go, you know, Tony Shalhoub. He's really doing it, huh? <laughs>